The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, just like that, here it is, week 10. And I can remember we were having a conversation driving over here that uh, when this season started, how hot it was. And uh, I can, I'm looking at the setting sun over there, and tonight I'm kind of looking at it and thinking, gosh, I would stay, wish it would stay out a little longer because I know it's going to drop down to about freezing tonight. And uh, luckily we don't have the winds we had last night at Trick or Treat. But welcome, folks, to uh, Week 10 here. The Elder Panthers out at LaSalle High School where it's senior night for the LaSalle Lancers. Uh, LaSalle coming in tonight 7-2, Elder 8-2, guys. Uh, GCL matchups, uh, big game. Elder, uh, we know mathematically they're in the playoffs. We know they're going to have a home uh, field home game next week in the playoffs. Uh, that That's not a big secret, but they want to win the GCL, Steve. Absolutely. When you, when you map out the season at the beginning of the year, you have certain goals, and uh, kind of in reverse order, you want to get in the playoffs. But you know, goal number one is to win the GCL. They know they're in the playoffs, and LaSalle knows that they're in the playoffs. LaSalle's actually playing for home field tonight. They're going to be in the playoffs, but exactly where, if they're going to be traveling week 11, or if they're going to be hosting week 11, is going to be determined by the outcome of, of this game, most likely, depending on how all the tumblers fall. But it doesn't get any better than this. Week 10, and you're playing for the GCL title, the sole GCL title. It's not if we win, we're, we're, we, we, us and three other teams are, are the champs. It's, uh, you know, whoever wins this game is the GCL champion, and, and the loser is, is not. So I, I think that's a little bit different than in years past where you've had co-champions or, or even three teams uh, being champions, which was a possibility at one point this season. So... I think that's that's all the all the motivation you need um, to to look at this game. Uh, it's a beautiful night for football. Going to be a little bit cold, like Mark said, but it's going to be you know just crystal clear. Good night for running the ball. Good night for passing the ball. No heavy winds, and uh, I think both attacks are, are uh, pretty much ready for this uh, game tonight. Tom, uh, of course, as you always like to say. You're an elder dad, but a LaSalle grad, it, it's nice coming back to the old campus, and it's a beautiful place to play football. It really is. It, it, uh, I keep telling you and Steve how lucky you are. A year in and year out, the home games that you uh, we do at Elder, and you guys get to come back to your high school times a year. Uh, for me, every other year, I get the opportunity to come out to LaSalle here on North Bend. And it's nostalgia for me. It brings back good memories. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's very wonderful what they've done out here uh, in in you know the years they've been uh, since I graduated way back in nineteen whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so tonight uh, it's going to be a great night. Steve, you said it so well. The thing I like about it is both of these teams are very talented. Uh, Elder is holding on to the uh, mythical number one uh, in the city of Cincinnati. Uh, I think LaSalle is number six. And then in the state, 
uh, finally, this you know, Cincinnati area for years and years and years, everything south of Columbus, no one got any respect. But Elder comes in at number four in Division One in the state, AP poll, and uh, my Lancers come in at number nine in Division Two. And it's not only Elder guys that's in Division One getting some love from from the Columbus area. Fairfield at number three, Corain at number seven, and St. X at number eight. And then on the Division Two side, Turpin at number four, Harrison number ten, and the team elder beat a couple weeks ago. Winton Woods at number eleven. No, well, it's uh, it, it first er, early promo for tonight. Prep Sports Radio Game Night. It's our annual Harbin show, and Joe Harbin is going to come out, and we're going to have the big board up. We're going to plot it all out. Uh, where. Elder's going to play. We know where they're going to play, but who they're going to play and where all the top eight seeds are, uh, how it's going to jumble. There's a lot of big games tonight, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But uh, let's first uh, go back a week. Uh, Canada North uh, came in. Elder knocks them off 31-20. And folks that were out there at the game and saw that game, very quality team. Uh, it was a good win. Uh, Elder, I think if you look at the the body of work all through the season they've they've seen about everything they've played about everything uh, every style every i mean very athletic the big the strong and they came out with a good win yeah they really did uh, mark uh and it was a game that uh you know i remember the uh the keys to the game that i had last week was it was important i thought for the panthers to get an early lead uh not to give uh clarkston uh football north any and the idea that they could be in that game, and, and Elder did that. They got off to a quick start and uh, did what they needed to do to keep the pressure, keep the, the, the pedal on the metal against Clarkson. Uh, the, the thing that kind of goes unnoticed for me is, and Doug mentioned this a little bit Tuesday at Dance Club, is Elder played a really good game, but, but he said that they weren't as sharp as they had been. And I didn't want to call it a trap game, but when you play, you just got off a Winton Woods on the road victory, and then you're coming here tonight for a GCL championship, it's easy for 16-, 17-, 8-year-old kids maybe to get a little distracted. But he didn't say that. I'm not putting words in Doug's mouth. They weren't as sharp as they were, but they were sharp enough to win. And the thing to remember in that game, guys, Elder was up 31-6, to middle to late third quarter. And what they ended up doing on defense was Ben not break defense. They only rushed three, and then they dropped eight on defense. So they were given Clarkson anything they wanted underneath, and that's what that's probably why they put the, the two touchdowns on at the end. Of, you know, they had to make it kind of close, but it was a game that Elder was in control most of the night. Well, let's look at some of the scores from last week uh, that were big and really showing up where we're at. And, of course, a, g- a game we couldn't talk about last week because it was played on Saturday. St. X knocked off St. Ignatius on Saturday, uh, 13-10. to 10. Close matchup up there. Uh, the Bombers come out with a big win and a big travel date uh, uh, driving up to Cleveland. Winton Woods, of course, was out here at LaSalle, and uh, they knocked off the Lancers 26-21, as we mentioned. And uh, uh, that it was a very hard, hard-fought game. That game came down to the, the end. Uh, Mahler, you know, tough year for them. St. Ed's knocked them off 34-7. to That game also was on a Saturday. And Lakota West knocked off East 16-7. to I think the game uh, 
the Colerain Mason uh, was a close one, but Colerain won 33 to 28. We're going to talk about some key games uh, in the next segment of the show. A big one out, the GMC for the title of the GMC. We're, we'll go into that one in the second segment, but uh, that's how we are where we're at. Uh, but uh, you know, the the uh, this time of the year, all the games are big, Steve. They're all if you're if you're lucky to to get down to week 10 where the, the games matter like if you're a, a cincinnati professional sports fan you know i just pray that the reds are still ha- you know have something to say in august it's like you know are you doing something to make me pay attention or, or you know, the, the Bengals. <laughs> you know well oh boy are, are, yeah. yeah are you still doing something the third week of the season i mean the way they're, they're <laughs> yeah. going but no, week ten. It's it's come down to you know these two teams playing for a playoff jockeying position, playing for the, the league title, and it's that way in, in several leagues. The Cincinnati Hills League is going to finish off with uh, Wyoming Indian Hill tonight for the championship. In the GMC, you got Colerain and Fairfield matching up for the championship, and there's several other games in other leagues that we'll talk about later on tonight when we do the scoreboard. Uh, that the you know teams are going to get. The, the crown tonight so a lot of week 10 games it's just where you want the, the whole season to end well you're listening to the mercy health orthopedic and sports medicine pregame show we're out at LaSalle high school where the panthers are visiting tonight uh, we're going to take our first time out when we come back we're going to look at some of the key matchups in the city and also break this game down a little more in full detail as we return right here on the prep sports radio network Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045-347-9999. That's 347 347- Nine 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 nine. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. 
Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And welcome back to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. Elder and LaSalle tonight at LaSalle. Guys, there's a lot of big games we're going to be looking at, and one of them just is jumping off the page at us is Cole Rain heading out to Fairfield. Uh, the, I guess... Everyone's so used to Colerain just running away with the GMC. And this year, Fairfield's kind of been at the top all year long. So it'll be a big one. And I'll tell you why everybody's used to Colerain running away with the GMC. To this, Up to this game, they've won 82 straight GMC games in a row. 82 dating back to 2008. They've won the league dating back to 2000, 19 years in a row. So it's all been Cole Rain all the time. Fairfield comes into this game 9-0. and They're sitting right now number one, Division One, Region 4, for the playoffs. And Cole Rain, even if Cole Rain was just any team, you want to come in and try to knock off the undefeated team. You know, it's like break the no-hitter. It's like so, so... But Colerain comes into this game at eight and one. They're they're uh, they're, they're sitting in the number four hole in, for the playoffs right now, and I believe they've clinched a home game as well. So you know, so so what they have to play for is the GMC championship, and that's quite a run. Eighty-two games. They want to make it eighty-three, and and it's also you know amazing that this would be the twentieth. 20- in a row that they've won the, the, the football title the championship. And it's a popular belief that everybody would, outside of the Coleraine followers, would like to see that streak end. Uh, Tom Bolden is no longer the head coach at Coleraine. Uh, but, you know, Coleraine's tough. Uh, they've got tough kids and a great program. And I just looked at the notes, and last year at this time, the game was at the birdcage, and Coleraine was up by six late in the third quarter. And, oh, by the way, Coleraine against Fairfield in Week 10 went on to score 28 unanswered points to win 55-27. to 27. So there's still a power. But with that caveat of Tom Bolton not leading them, make some in the, in the town believe that this could be the year where the streak ends. Yeah. It do you need it to stay tuned all night long? We'll give score updates that one, but we're also uh, finals. We'll plug in at uh, Prep Sports Radio Game Night, uh, the final scores from all the areas. But uh, that game does have a lot of implications for Elder, perhaps, uh, as far as jumping up or down. Whatever. Right. There's a lot of, lot of things that Joe Harbin's going to talk about uh, later on at La Rosa. It'll be a good show. Other big games uh, tonight, a lot of them in, in the G- GMC, uh, Mason and Princeton. That uh, that ought to be a good one. Well, Princeton is, is uh, they've already got a playoff spot, but Mason does not. Mason, if they lose this game, they're they're sitting at home next week. Mason has a chance to get into the playoffs with a win tonight. So Mason comes into this game four and five, but they still have a chance to get in if they they end up five and five. Princeton six and three, highly talked about at the beginning of the year. I mean, they could end up uh, six and four for the year, or they could have a fairly successful seven and three season. All these games, of course. 
uh, matter two in seedings. Who will the top four play next week? Uh, so that's another reason for us to look in there. Middletown, another team looking uh, in, and Lakota West is in. But uh, that will be a good one, too. Middletown at Lakota West. Middletown, they're, they're way outside. They're, they're one of those, you know, they need to take care of business and then Probably 7,000 things have to happen uh, for, for, for them to, to have a, a shot at, at rolling into the playoffs. But uh, I don't believe they're, they're yeah, mathematically think, eliminated, but they, yeah. they may be pretty close to it. Of course, we got Sycamore playing the uh, Oak Hills. Uh, kind of know where that's going to go. <laughs> Sycamore's in that same spot where they need to win this game and then they need a lot of help if they're going to get into the playoffs. They're sitting in a number eight spot coming into this week, but because of strength of schedule and everybody around them and potential and all the stuff that Joe Harbin likes to talk about, um, all the secondary level stuff. Uh, Sycamore doesn't have the, the, the horsepower behind some of their wins that, that other teams have. And I so. think the Aviators tonight are going to take care of business and then kind of cross their fingers yeah. because they need some help. Win and pray. St. X uh, travels uh, tonight to Louisville, play St. X down in Louisville. Uh, St. X uh, already in the playoffs, already has a home field advantage, but... They, they, it's a tough, uh, tough road to hoe down St. X. Uh, it is in Louisville, uh, and they play every year. Week ten, every year, they these two schools get together. Where we know the talent that St. X has in Cincinnati, and St. X down in Louisville the same way. So it's a, it's almost like the Holy War. Then that game goes on tonight or tomorrow up there, week between uh, 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 St. I's and, and Lakewood St. Ed's. So you just don't know, and one of those these would be one of those games that Joe Harbin would be looking at very closely to see what it does for St. X currently at the number three spot in the, in Region Four. And it's rare to say, Mahler plays tomorrow at noon. A team Canada Prep coming in. It's very rare, in the fact that it really doesn't matter for anything. It doesn't really matter. They should just leave everything on the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a big game here tonight. Uh, LaSalle Lancers uh, really wanting. Uh, to get that home field advantage uh, for next week in the playoffs, Steve. And uh, when you look at the LaSalle Lancers, they're also a very explosive team coming in at 7-2. Uh, and two. Uh, Let's look at a, uh, talk about the LaSalle Lancers. A couple of teams that we just talked about in the, in the run-up to, to the game tonight, Lakota West, that's who LaSalle opened up with. They're a Division One team they're looking at uh, probably getting into the playoffs. Uh, LaSalle took care of business, won that game 31-7. to Mason, the Mason Comets, we were talking about them having a possible shot at, at getting in, in at that number eight spot, depending on how everything works out. They beat Mason 31 to nothing. So Division two teams stepping out, playing two Division one teams, and just having their way with it. They 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 played a very tough schedule all, all year. And uh, one of the things that I looked at is compare. You know, they had three common opponents, and if you look at their scores. Uh, the, the, they beat Moeller 41 to 20. Elder beat Moeller 42 to six. Very similar. Uh, against uh, Saint X, they, they won 22 to 15. El- Elder won 31 28. So two very close games. And then Winwood's uh, beat LaSalle last week 26 21. Wasn't a huge blowout. I mean LaSalle had some things to deal with because they had a big lead, just kind of collapsed at the end. So. You know how that's going to affect tonight's game is uh, remains to be seen, but they have a lot to play for in the GCL championship. But I think one of the 
interesting things looking at all the stats of this game is uh, LaSalle's defense versus Elder's offense. And I think that's where you get to the point where something's got to give. Um, Elder's averaging 430 yards a game, and LaSalle's not, is barely giving up half of that, 220 yards a game. So something's got to give at that point. Um, Elder actually is giving up more yards per game than LaSalle's averaging per game. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's not, you know, where the key is. It's going to be can LaSalle's defense do to the Elder Panthers' offense what they've been able to do all year to everybody else? If so, I think that's what's going to behoove LaSalle tonight and help them with a win. Tom, let's go on the other side. Uh, it's been a very high-powered Offense uh, all year long for the Elder Panthers, scoring points is what they do, uh, but they're up against a tough LaSalle offense as well, so uh, stopping them is going to be key. It is, and the LaSalle Lancers, they've, they only give up 13 points a game, and uh, they, they average 26 offensively, so very stingy on defense. It all begins and ends with guys we've been saying this week in and week out with the quarterback, Matthew Luby. He's, he's rushed for 997 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's only three yards away uh, from becoming the first GCL 1,000-yard rusher since uh, Jeremy Larkin did it for LaSalle in 2015. And the last elder uh, running back to do it was Chris Schroer in 2012. Not only that, but Matthew's thrown 17 touchdown passes for over 1,800 yards, and he's completing things at 65%. One thing that the Elder Panthers should be wary of, I guess, is is the history. All-time Elder leads the series 41-15-1. At the pit, Elder is 22-6-1, and here at LaSalle, Elders are very respectable 19-9. But LaSalle's beat Elder two out of the last three years. Uh, and remember, two years ago, everybody on the Elder following had high hopes for Elder in the playoffs, and LaSalle knocked them off, and nothing, no games went right for the Elder Panthers that evening, and it did knock Elder out of the playoffs. The t- this team uh, tonight, uh, the 2019 version of the Elder Panthers, can be an elite Elder team. With a win tonight, they'll be 9-1, and one, and there's only... 18 teams in the history of Elder that have done uh, eight and one and one or nine and one. So, very elite company. Uh, and if they do win tonight, they'll be the undisputed GCL champs, like Steve said, and they'd be ranked with 10 other teams in the history of Elder to do that. Uh, Tuesday night, Doug said, "What a special se- senior class this is. They're fun to coach. They're uh, they're very good, and they bring plenty of excitement. Um, Elder can run the ball." And Elder's going to have to, uh, you know, curtail that. Uh, And the only injury that we're aware of going into tonight was Cooper Johnson tweaked his knee last week, but I think he's going to be okay. My keys to the game. Elder needs to control the line of scrimmage. On offense, they need to run the ball behind their great offensive line. And on defense, they need to stop the run. They also need to finish drives. Last week against Clarkson North, Elder... Was in the red zone three different times, but they had two turnovers and a missed field goal. And as the season goes on and you're getting into the playoffs, just got to control that and eliminate that. Uh, they need to have touchbacks on kickoffs. Uh, make LaSalle start at the 25 yard line instead of just kicking it inside the five. Uh, 
And then make your playmakers make the plays, or let your playmakers make the plays. Matthew Luby is number one in rushing in the GCL. Joe Royer is number two in receiving in the GCL. Drew Ramsey is number four in receiving. Uh, Evan Vollmer is number five. And then Colton Sanders on defense is number one, and Connor Keyes is number four. And then finally, guys, Elder needs to crash the party and take what's yours, the GCL championship. LaSalle tonight is their first and only GCL home game, and the fans here at Lantra Stadium are expecting to celebrate. Lancers have fond memories of two years ago, like you said, where they ruined Elder season. Tonight, it's payback potentially for the Elder Panthers. All right, Tom. Uh, looks like Lenny's ready to talk to head coach Doug Ramsey. Let's go uh, now. Uh, Lenny, take over. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. And, Coach, last week, great win over a very good team from Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a good win. Um, you know, they had some good players and, and, and did some good things. Now, we weren't as sharp. I was a little concerned last week, you know, how how good would we be, um, you know, coming off that Winwoods game, knowing what was ahead this week, you know, how sharp we'd be. And, you know, there were some times, you know, offensively that, uh, you know, we, we had some penalties and things that, that were uncharacteristic of, of what we've been doing. Um, and, you know, there was a series or two we didn't tackle very well. But overall, I thought, I thought we still played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you play right in the grass tonight. Yeah, you know, and that's that's you know one of the, obviously one of the the, the goals of you set forth at the, at, at the beginning of the season is you know to be we want to be playing our best football at the end of the year. We want to be you know a team that makes the playoffs, and we want to win the GCL championship. And you know, because I, I think it's uh, you know it it, it 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 means a lot. It's it's a, it's a high quality league. Um, you know, and to say that you went through it three and zero as champs would be would be a pretty uh, pretty awesome uh, thing. Now, Sal uh, had a tough loss last week to Winton Woods. They, what should we look for for tonight? Well, you know, they can do a lot of good things offensively. Their quarterback is a very good runner. Um, they've got a good running back, a couple of good running backs. Uh, I know the, the sophomore didn't play much last week. He was hurt. But Kim Porter, who was a running back the previous two seasons, came over, back over from defense, and, and, and he does a really good job. And then defensively, their, their secondary is, they got three or four Division One uh, players back there in the secondary. So uh, so they got, they got they got a lot of good players all over the place. Now, what are the, what are the keys going to be for tonight? It's good weather tonight, so that's not going to be a factor. Yeah, you know, I, I think the thing is that even you look, when you watch them on film, they, they score on some really long plays. We've got to prevent those long plays. You know, our defense has to do a good job of, of limiting that. And an offense, just take care of the ball, be efficient. Um, no turnovers, you know, and take what they give us. If, if, if uh, you know, if they're going to drop like, you know, and they've been doing and, and, and only rushing three and, and, and playing with two safeties, that kind of thing, then we've got to be able to run the ball. And if they're going to come up after us, then then, uh, then we've got we to put the ball in the air. But we just got to kind of, you know, take what they're going to give us. Now, health-wise for tonight, Cooper Johnson had the leg last week. How's that? Um, I, he's he, he's clear to play. We'll, we'll see what happens. He's still, you know, not 100%. So, you know, if we need him, because Joseph's a good back, you know, and so we're good there. And we got some things that we can do. We worked, uh, you know, Drew a little bit at tailback this week too. So, uh, so you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and, and, and how the game's going with that. But everybody else seems to be in pretty good shape. Awesome. Well, thanks and good luck tonight. We'll hopefully a GCL South championship. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Coach. You're listening to the Mercy Health and Orthopedic Sports and Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network network.
Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Eldergrad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them and your local red wing shoe stores have them red wing has the popular safety styles you demand from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles with five convenient locations red wing can manage your company's safety shoe program and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck contact the red wing store nearest you in eastgate tri-county western hills mason florence and online at redwingshoes.com This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora. And go Panthers. I'm Father Dan Schmidtmeyer, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, Skyline Chili, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. And now, let's go down on the field with Lay Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening. Welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. Tonight it's week 10 of the last week of the high school football regular season. And tonight we're at LaSalle High School for the Prep Sports Radio Network. Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week live around Cincinnati. You're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at ehsports.com. Tonight the Lancers look for a GCL South Championship. Take on the Lancers from LaSalle. Last year Elder won 13-10 on a Sam Harmeyer uh, field goal. The Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 44 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, oil, and propane for the home or business needs. Gas grills and pool supplies also available, including parts and service. And I want to wish a very happy birthday to Kevin Welch tonight. And a GCL championship would probably do him good on his birthday, Phil. <laughs> yeah, you love it. He's out here every week, you know, work, working hard for the Panthers, taking pictures, you know, all, all the time. So uh, glad to have him here. Classmate, uh, 2001 grad, so classmate of mine. Uh, so happy birthday to Kevin. And Elder's going to kick off going from left to right. It's going to be in their white jerseys with the white pants and the, the purple stripes along the side. Yep. LaSalle, meanwhile, in their black, all black, black pants, black shirt, the red numbers. And it's going to be Connor Amon is going to be kicking this one off. It's going to go short of the end zone. Uh, taking about the 10 to the 15. He's out to the 20 and out to the 25-yard line as uh, it was... 
Jalen Norwood, I believe, on that kickoff return. Yeah, Joey Stemler oh, makes the yeah. tackle for the Panthers, gets down, falls in his lane. This week I, I happen to kind of be at practice, and they're working on special teams, and they're really talking about staying in their lanes and making sure they, they take away, you know, special teams, big plays for LaSalle, and make them drive the field. First and 10 at the 25 for the Lancers. They'll set up 11.54 to go in the opening quarter at quarterback Zach Branham. They've got three wide receivers off to the right side, and now two to the left. They go in motion with Cam Porter. He goes in the backfield now with Branham now shotgun. And now, look, he gives it off to Porter. Porter's going to carry it across the 25. He's out to about the 29-yard line, a gain of four. It'll be second down coming up for the Lancers. Colton Zandis comes up, makes a play for the Panthers. Line of scrimmage, nobody's really able to get off their blocks. You know, the Panthers are without... Uh, Jack Tucker tonight up front, so a couple of guys. Paul Moore is going to have to step up, you know, for the Panthers, Buller and, and Connor Keys. Two wide receivers off to the right side for the Lancers, three to the left, second and five from the 30. Branham now going to carry it. He gets uh, tackled in the backfield right around the 27-yard line. Connor Keys and company uh, on on the sack along with Tanner Purdue, I believe. Phil. Yeah, Tanner Purdue's first guy there. He, he just came up and made the read. He wasn't fooled, you know, by the little uh, fake there on the on that option run. So he's able to come up. Connor Keys, defense doing a good job staying home, forcing the Lancers into a difficult third down. Third down setting up. They're at the 28-yard line, about uh, eight to go. And they set up now, and we get a little movement. So now we get back in line as Branham will go under and now go back out to the shotgun. He's got two wide to the right, two wide to the left side, setting up on this third down, right at the 28th. Looking, Branham looking to throw to the right side, down the sidelines, and it is incomplete to the right sideline, about the 48-yard line, and that is no good. So it'll be a fourth down coming up for the Lancers. Great coverage by the Panthers, just forcing that ball to be thrown out. Plenty of time back there. They dropped guys since they had four split out, so there's only three rushing, so there's a lot of time to look. Panthers basically forced that into uh, you know that coverage is part of an incompletion so Panthers get to flip the field hopefully here on this punt. Tommy Thayman back at his 35 yard line and the punter is Ben Seifert Seifert will be back at about his 15 yard line setting up now right high kick it's going to bounce about the 40 out of bounds at the 39-yard line, maybe the 38 is where they'll finally mark it. We'll see, but the Elder Panthers get a good uh, first possession, good uh, field position. La Rosa's makes it easy to order your favorite pizza on your smartphone or your tablet. Go to LaRosas.com or order online or download a mobile app at LaRosas.com. 10.29 to go, opening quarter. And right now, no score. Lancers uh, are forced to punt. That's a big uh, defensive stand for the Panthers. It's exactly what you want if you're going to come out and, you know, kick off. You want to get a quick stop and then go on the offensive attack, and that way you really utilize that come the second half. Three wide to the left side. It's going to be Luby to carry it across the 40, and he gets to the 43-yard line. A gain of about three on that uh, first down carry. I want to wish a happy belated birthday to Kevin Heckman, his 18th birthday, a senior here at Elder, and a happy 18th birthday belated Kevin Heckman. Uh, congratulations, the senior. Uh, happy birthday there. 10.05 to go in quarter number one here at Lancer Stadium. The Panthers will have a second down and seven now at the 43. Drew Ramsey's going to line up as a wide receiver to the left side. Now he's going to go in motion. 
He's got one wide to the right, and Ramsey goes all the way to the right. It's going to be Luby. Fakes the pitch, going to carry it across the 45 to the 46-yard line. For he's taken down after a gain of three. It'll be third down coming up. So the big big thing coming into this game for me is Panthers really got to dominate up front on the offensive line. I mean, they really got to get a good push. Because LaSalle, I mean, they're keying in. They, they know that to, to beat Elder, they got to stop Luby. They got to stop his big running. They got to stop Ramsey and his runs. So I think they're going to try to force the Panthers to beat them through the air if they can. So right now, it, it's got to be third down like this, a third and short. You got to be able to pick this up. Third and four, mark it at the 46. Postal wind, lined up wide to the left, three wide to the right. Now Larkin's going to go in motion. They've got Ramsey now to the left side and two to the right. Shotgun Luby stepping back at his 40, throws it. It is incomplete, intended for Postal right around the 45-yard line. Yeah, and when that came out, it looked like it was going to be intercepted, actually, because of the fact that the Lancer defensive back was already making a move on the ball. So the Panthers were able to break that up. He probably should have thrown that one to the outside guy. I think Ramsey was outside. He, he could have gotten it there and maybe had some success and picked it up. But nonetheless, they're going to go ahead and punt. I think it was Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith's going to line up now to get this punt return back at the 19-yard line. Dieters will be at his 31 to punt this one away. Steps up at about the 35, and now it's an end-over-end kick, and it's going to be bouncing. The Elder Panthers look to get it. It's Thayman going to carry it at the 5, the 10-yard line, and they're going to say he called for the fair catch, and he didn't get it. But, Phil, what do you think on that? Panther football, it should be. Yeah, that was a close one. I thought that Sandus might have touched him. I thought Sandus got into him before the ball got there, and so that should be a penalty. But referees, they're talking, but... I don't see any flags on the field, so Elder's going to come up with this ball. But I thought Sandus was there early and, and tried to make a play before the ball got there. So Elder's going to going to get this football unless they talk this over and change it. But there's no laundry no. on the field for them to even. No, not at all. Though, so it, it it was a fair catch, and now they're now they're throwing yeah. the flag. Okay, so now he did touch him, so the flag will be down. So as uh, Devontae Smith called for the fair catch, and it looked like it. it you mentioned Phil. It, it, it looked like it hit Santos and went into him. So that's where the flag is and didn't allow him to catch the ball, and it bounced off of, of Smith, and then Thayman recovered it. So, Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they didn't throw the flag at first. You know, they went and talked about it, and, and like I said to you, I mean, from up here it looked like he got into him before the ball got there. So, I mean, I, I, you know, there's no complaints from me. I know the LaSalle, uh, you know, guys next to us couldn't believe there wasn't a flag because I thought he got hit pretty good. And, and so it, the Panthers will, will go on defense here uh, as the Lancers come out on offense. It'll be a first and ten for the Lancers. We'll see where they mark it. 8.49 to go here in the opening quarter. Cole Baker Westshell are two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home, and they're proud to continue servicing the west side of the older community. Cole Baker Westshell, 922-9400, or visit them at cbws.com. The GCL South Championship is at stake tonight. First uh, possession for the Lancers was a punt, and the first possession for the Panthers for the Panthers was a, a punt as well. So the Lancers and Panthers both punting on their first drive. So this will be the second drive for the Lancers. Zach Branham, quarterback, five uh, ten, two hundred one pound junior, uh, was uh, 
good stats, you know, 1,000 yards and passing, 74 completions, 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He's had a good year. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have that, the, the big playability. You know, Coach Ramsey talked about that this week. Is a lot of people, all, whenever you're seeing these games, they're focused on the elders' ability. But they're played a lot of teams. They have that LaSalle's one. They can break some big plays. So it's important for the Panthers to make them really grind it out, just like LaSalle wants to do to Elder. Setting up a first and 10 at the 46-yard line. And with 8.49 to go. Actually, they're going to mark them at the – they've got the scoreboard has not really been uh, updating very well. So that is not the 46-yard line, obviously. We're, so they still haven't put the football where it's supposed to go. But unless it is going to the 46 and they've already advanced it. Yeah, but the they, should, they yeah. should be moving it because there yeah. should be a penalty on, on that uh, for engaging uh, the the, uh, the kick returner there, the punt returner, before the ball arrives. So they will move it up. To the 46. Okay. okay, so they were right on the scoreboard this time uh, with a first and 10 at the 46 with 8.49 to go in the opening quarter. And the Lancers going from right to left in their black jerseys with the black pants and red numbers, white helmets with the red. Big LS on the in the center here at except, Lancer Stadium. Sorry. Except right now, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but <laughs> they still aren't sure where they're. So they, they marked it back to the fourth down on the punt. To where the Panthers punted the football, so they're going to re-kick. I think that is what's going to happen. This is uh, kind of an interesting. Yeah, I think they're going to re-kick it after all of that. So the Panthers will set up, and Dieters will look to punt it again. So a lot of confusion in this game. So far, just underway, 8.49 to go in the opening quarter. There is no score. Panthers had punted it away. There was uh, The ball had hit. It looked like it either hit uh, Santos or he was hit before, and that was uh, Devontae Smith who will be back deep again. Yeah, and I just uh, want to let everybody who's at home is listening. We we only know as much as the referees are signaling to us. They haven't really signaled to us, and both head coaches have gone to the officiating crew looking at them with hands wide up like, what is going on? They, they've been struggling. So the Panthers are going to re-kick, and they're going to mark it back. Yeah, so they mark it back, and, and now Dieter's going to be at his 15. It's actually setting up now. And now the kick is an end-over-end. End. It's going to bounce at about the 40 and picked up and around the 32-yard line. And that is hit right up immediately is Colton Santos. So that time uh, it was instead it was Jalen Norwood would, uh, on the return for, for LaSalle. So really it's probably instead of the Panthers coming up with the ball, but it's maybe a matter of about five yards between where LaSalle might have fair caught the last one. And, and then it's not a big change. Re-kick actually really just more more time yeah. was wasted. Oh, it was a, a good five minutes. First and ten at the 34-yard line. 8.41 to go here in the opening quarter. Two wide to the right for LaSalle. One to the left side. Starting out and now the quarterback is going to give it off the end. It's Jalen setting up now across the 35 to about the 30 seven-yard line, and Norwood got the carry that time for LaSalle. Tanner Purdue and Austin Wanshaw make tackle for the Panthers after getting around some good edge blocking by the Lancers, and LaSalle's like going going quick. Uh, they're kind of doing what we saw last week against Football North, where they're going to come up to the line of scrimmage, make a call, and then possibly see how the Panthers react and then readjust. Three wide right, one wide left. Branham, now the give 
across to Porter. Porter across the 40, gets to the 44-yard line, and a shoestring tackle by Tanner, by uh, Sanders, rather, and that allowed, uh, otherwise, that could have been a bigger game. Yeah, Nicholas Paff and Ben Ott both got there, but neither of them wrapped up. They both tried to, like, lay into him and, and make a hit. They needed to actually, if they would have wrapped up on that, could have got a stop at the line of scrimmage. First down for the Lancers. The first first down, a first and ten at the 45. Three wide to the right, two to the left side. Branham shotgun, Porter in motion. And now the fake to Porter, looking down the field. Throws it to the left side. Looking, it is complete at the 15-yard line. And that was the wide receiver. And number five, and that was a good play by Devontae Smith to the 15. Yeah, Devontae Smith got some real nice separation there with Dieters. Real strong arm there, getting pushing him off on the separation. But, you know, Dieters still got to hold your ground, make a play. So the Lancers able to move the ball down the field. 38-yard catch on that one for the Lancers. And, and that was something, too. I think they were setting that up. They kept keeping the ball on the ground, keeping the ball on the ground, and then finally get the ball up in the air. First and 10 at the 17-yard line. Branham sets up, runs it across the 15 to the 10. He's to the 5. He's down to the 2. Branham with 15 yards on the run. And the 2-yard line for LaSalle. And LaSalle's going to have a first down and goal at the 2-yard line. Colton Santis on the tackle. Two wide receivers to the right, setting up a first and goal at the two. Branham, he's got Cam Porter in the backfield. To the right is Jalen Norwood. Two wide receivers now move to the right, so we've got three wide right now. And now the give to Porter. Porter goes inside, looks to get in the end zone. And let's see, he's in the end zone for the touchdown. And the Lancers strike first. They lead 6-0, pinning this extra point on the two-yard run by Porter. So after all the, the confusion on the punt, the Panther defense not able to get the early stops. LaSalle's able to kind of methodically move the ball down the field, but then they go to the air to get to get the Panthers you know, on their heels, and now you know they're looking to go up 7 to nothing. Jake Siebert will look to add this extra point. 6.53 remain in quarter number one. The Lancers strike first. They get ready for the snap. Five-play, 67-yard drive, and the kick is up, and this one is good. So it's 6.53 remaining in quarter number one. It's LaSalle 7, Elder nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. We are at LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It is LaSalle leading it 7-0. A two-yard touchdown run by Camp Porter. Uh, that capped off a five-play 67-yard drive. And LaSalle has a 7-0 lead over the Panthers. Elder gets what they wanted on the very first drive where they get a stop and they get the ball back. But Elder's offense can't get going. So then you're back to, you know, square one. And LaSalle strikes first. And that's kind of what this game... You know, we knew this game would be that way. It's going to be who strikes first and who can get that score, you know, is going to be one of the biggest pieces for, you know, whoever's going to win this game. Got to get on the board first, see how the other team reacts. But I think the Panthers, their big thing is 
you know, turn this offense possession, go get points, get LaSalle, even this game up, get them back on their heels, make your statement. You know, LaSalle got their score, but that doesn't mean that, you know, Elder needs to panic. First and ten will set up now, getting ready to kick this one off. And Siebert will look, and he'll kick this one into the end zone, and it's uh, Ramsey will take it for the touchback, and we'll get it at the 20-yard line now as the Panthers will set up on a first and 10 at the 20 going from left to right. Is your corporate casual company uniforms getting a bit dated? Is your team coach's shirts worn out? We'll contact Sean Mason at the Underground Sports Shop. Shirts, caps, coats, whatever you need with your company logo customized on the newest style items. Visit undergroundsportshops.com or 513-751. 1662 Underground Sports Up, the official provider to the Prep Sports Radio Network. And I don't know, Phil, if you've noticed, I know we're on radio, but a nice uh, Eddie Bauer uh, fleece that we've got tonight. So uh, good stuff. Setting up a first and 10 at the 20-yard line. And we set up with one wide to the left side, two to the right for the Panthers. And now looking as Luby is going to carry, throw it down the field. He's got Royer open at the 45 to the 38-yard line. Yet to LaSalle territory, a first down, and a gain of about 45 on that one. Just got behind Jarman in the coverage. Ruby rolls out to his right. It's exactly what they wanted. See if they can get Royer deep, get him over that second level, and just let him go make a play. I mean, Joe Royer's been easy with that all year. Royer gets it to the 40-yard line is where they officially mark it. So it'll be a first and 10 at the 40. 6.40 to go in the opening quarter. LaSalle with a 7-0 lead. Luby shotgun gives it up to Catania. Catania to the right side, going to run it 35. He's out to about the 30. Still going 25 down the side to about the 22-yard line. A gain of 18 for Joseph Catania. Yeah, Joseph Catania, he's not going down easy. I mean, you can't arm tackle him. He's just going to keep rolling and rolling as he goes through. I mean, he does that every week. And right there is another example. And two wide to the right side for Elder. First and 10. They mark him at the 21. Luby gives it to Catania again inside the 20. And now gets to about the 17-yard line. Uh, maybe the 16 where they mark him a gain of about 5. And right there with 6-10 to go in the opening quarter. LaSalle leading it 7 nothing. And that's the offense we want to see from the Panthers. You get that big pass, get another big run, and it just starts compounding as it goes through. Even there on that second down, I mean, you pick up about four or five yards, and that's what we've talked about. When the Panthers are able to do that, it just makes the rest of the series easy. They set it right around uh, to about the 18-yard line with a second down and setting up two wide to the left side, three to the right. And now Luby looks, steps back at his 22, throws it to Ramsey right around the 20-yard line. And that will be a loss of about four yards as Ramsey caught it but was tackled immediately. Yeah, and that's just good scouting. I mean, they saw that on tape because they weren't fooled. Even though the linemen rushed upfield like you always do on a screen, you're going to come up. They didn't really lose any ground. Ramsey wasn't able to get anywhere. There was no lanes developed. Well, South State home. Third and nine. They'll mark him at the 20-yard line. 5.15 to go. Opening quarter. LaSalle with a 7-0 lead. The Panthers will have two wide receivers off to the left side and now two to the right. Shotgun formation for Luby. He's got the empty backfield. Now Vollmer moves in motion. And now looking to throw to the left side. He throws it complete to Postal at the 15. No, incomplete. It was... uh, Dropped it right around the 15-yard line, so it'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Yeah, and that's Dakota Postal. I mean, he's wide open on that catch. He was thinking about turning and getting the first down before he had the ball. You know, he made it, he already had turned his body before he had secured that football. Fourth and nine. Right now, it'd be a 37-yard attempt, but I think they're going to go for it here, Phil, with a fourth and nine. 
and they set up with three wide to the right, one wide to the left in Postal. They go in motion. Now Larkin lines up to the right. Is Luby looking to throw to the right side? Right corner end zone. Royer, and it's going to be out of the end zone. Incomplete. And LaSalle will get the ball on downs on the turnover on downs. And they lead it 7 to nothing. Not the kind of drive you – I'm kind of, I uh, guess, with a little bit of wind. I, I'm not sure – it was a long kick, 37 yards, maybe a little out of Harmeyer's range. Yeah, yeah, and, and the other thing was, I mean, you, you should be able to get the ball downfield and hopefully make a play, but it, it, right there as you're looking, I mean, it, it, Luby just kind of zeroed in on the right side of the field and on the left side, you know, Postal had worked himself open. I mean, if he checked back, it seemed like he was waiting for a long time for Royer to get open in the end zone, might have been able to get something just at the sticks. So Branham will set up the shotgun, a first and ten for the Lancers. At the 20-yard line, shotgun two wide to the right side, and now two to the left, going from right to left of your radio dial. Branham's going to keep it himself across the 20, and he gets to about the 23-yard line. And uh, set up a good, good uh, the Panthers get some good push by Nicholas Seeger. And Brady Buller gets off the, the pile as well for the Panthers. You know, Sal's offense has been going quick, so maybe that's been another problem for Elder's defense. Second down at seven at the 23, three wide to the right, and now one to the left side. Branham shotgun formation with a running back in the backfield at Porter. He fakes it to him, and now he's going to keep it across the 20 to the 25-yard line, a gain of two, and it'll be third down coming up in about five for the Lancers. Now it looked like Sandus kind of reaching in and forcing that play to go inside. Uh, as the run was taking place, but still you know, Elder looked a little bit out of shape on that one. Uh, how, like you set it up now with Miners off to the right. They've got three wide receivers now to the right side and two to the left side. They go to the side. Third down and four at the 26-yard line. Branham will call the play. Empty backfield with five wide on the third down and four at the 26. They go in motion to Porter. Now Porter's going to keep carry it. He goes to the 20, to the 25. He's out to the 30, 31 before he's brought down by Sandis. A gain of five and a first down for the Lancers. And just, they're just I mean, they just keep running downhill. I mean, that's the big thing right now. They're just running downhill against us and just getting those runs on the side up the gut and just keeping Elder's defense guessing. The other advantage they're taking those, they're going three wide, four spread out every time, taking Elder's defensive backs out of the picture. Yeah, they've got five wide this time, four on one side. That is to the left, one to the right. Shotgun for Branham on a first and ten at the 31. Looking, stepping up, throws it down the field, and this one is incomplete. Dieters uh, tried for the interception, but it was incomplete. So 314 remaining in the quarter for over 30 years. Prep Sports Radio has been around. Cooper Electric has been a proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable courtesy and quality is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrades to your home or business to efficient LEDs or elaborate changes or remodels. Call Greg Hyland, the Cooper president, at 513-271-5000. Second and 10 at the 31-yard line. And two wide receivers off to the left side. And now two to the right for the Lancers. Branham shotgun. On this second down and 10 at the 31. Branham taking his time to call this play. Now gets the snap and now gets it at the 25. Looking to throw down the field. Throws it complete. And it's a big gain across the 43. Down to the, actually down to the 34-yard line, 35 of Elder. And that was number two, Jalen Norwood on the reception. That was a big reception for the Lancers, they're going to mark it at the 38 of Elder. 
That's Tommy Thamen in coverage for the Panthers. Uh, you know, he just wasn't able to keep up step for step, and the Lancers able to make a big play. Jalen Norwood with the big reception there. That was 31 yards on the reception for Jalen Norwood. The second play of over 30 yards for the Lancers in this game. First and 10 at the 38. One wide to the right, now two to the left side. Shotgun for Branham. Branham's had a good first half so far, and now he's going to keep it himself across the 35 into Elder Territory at about the 32, and he keeps moving the pile down to the 29. Maybe the 30-yard line is where the... Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. We lost out for a couple of seconds, but now it's a third and three at the 31-yard line. And it looks like it's going to be a first down now. They'll mark it. So they'll mark it at the 28, first and 10 now for the Lancers. So the Lancers have a 7-0 lead if you're just joining us. A minute 55 to go here in the opening quarter. A two-yard touchdown run by Cam Porter was LaSalle as a touchdown. A five-play 67-yard drive. Devontae Smith, a 37-yard t- uh, catch. And Norwood just got a 31-yard catch on this drive. So big play so far. Three wide receivers off to the right side. One to the left side. A first and 10 at the Elder 28-yard line for the Lancers. They've got Porter in the backfield. And now looking, stepping up, throwing down the left side. He's got a man open, and it's a touchdown in the end zone. Did he get his feet down? And he did get his feet down as Smith gets the touchdown. 28 yards for the Lancers, and they leave 13-0 pending the extra point. Devontae Smith with the touchdown of 28 yards. Yeah, coming into this football game, he, you know, Devontae Smith had six catches, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. And right now... I mean, he's almost equaled his total in just this first quarter of play. A minute. Uh, big yeah. catches right now. I mean, he's got one touchdown, but just big catches. That was eight-play, 80-yard drive, and it took three minutes and 31 seconds off the clock. And the kick is and this one is good. So with 142 remaining in quarter number one, it's LaSalle 14 and Elder nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. 
And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita Broadcast booth. Lynn Harvey and Phil Bengal at LaSalle High School. And with a first quarter statistic so far, it's been uh, all LaSalle. A 28-yard touchdown, Devontae Smith. He catches that one. An eight-play, 80-yard drive. Goes three minutes and 31 seconds. And the Lancers have a 14-0 lead. And so far, seven first downs for the Lancers to just two for Elder. Yeah, Elder Elder's defense has been on the field. I mean, time of possession, 629 to 209. I mean, Elder's defense has just been living out there. Haven't been able to get themselves off. A minute 42 remaining in the opening quarter, and the kickoff, it's going to uh, take Ramsey into the end zone. And this one will have another touchback at the 20. So one thing the Panthers have not been able to do, get the, get the uh, kickoffs in the end zone, but La- LaSalle, and they have been able to do it as Siebert has been able to kick it in the end zone. Last season, Cyclones head coach Matt Thomas had his team total the highest points of any Cyclones team in history. The Cyclones' aggressive and fast style of play will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single-game tickets are on sale now. You can view them on the schedule at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. A minute 42 remain in the opening quarter, and LaSalle has a 14-0 lead. Elder going from left to right, a first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Neiman goes in motion to the left, one wide now all the way to the left. Luby's going to give it to Catania, and Catania's going to be tackled back in the backfield at the 18-yard line. A loss of two for the Panthers. It'll be second and 12. And this is times where we've seen this Weller's offense where it looks stagnant. I mean, there, Joseph Catani, by the time he got to the line of scrimmage, there were, you know, a couple black jerseys that had already penetrated, a few guys, linemen blocking down, so it's like kind of their timing is off uh, a little bit. So Elder's offense, Elder's defense, just everything seems a, a step or two off right now. Second and a dozen from the from the 18-yard line. Set up too wide to the right, to the left side, rather, and one to the left, and now they look now setting up his Luby at the 10 to throw. He's looking for Ramsey, and it's incomplete about the 37-yard line. And it was out of his reach. No flag on the play with 57 seconds remaining in the quarter. Yeah, that was great coverage by the Lancers. I mean, you know, Ramsey got a hand on his back as he's coming down the field, he, he trying to see if he could maybe get him, get the defense back maybe to look, and then that gives him a, an ability to make a step or make a play, but he, he stayed pretty much locked in. So Elder now, uh, uh, third and 12, not what they wanted when they're trying no. to, you know, get cut into this LaSalle lead. 14 nothing Lancers, 57 seconds remain in the first quarter, third and 12 for the, Lan- for the Elder Panthers. Now they set up with two wide to the left, two to the right side. Shotgun for Lubies back at his 10-yard line. Looks to throw left side, and it's incomplete intended for Vollmer at the 25. It'll be fourth down coming up, and the Panthers again, their drive does not uh, even this one doesn't even get a first down. Yeah, I can't quite figure it out. I mean, there, I mean, Luby's not getting overly pressured, and, and at the same time, as I'm looking downfield, it's not a, a coverage issue. It's almost like we're just looking at one side of the field, not really checking off on receivers. Norwood's back at his 50-yard line, and Dieter's at his 
three. We'll look to pump this one away. The kick is blocked! And it's going to be a Lancer touchdown in the end zone! The Lancers have scored a touchdown! I believe it was number 78, Tristan Manning, but I'm not sure as we can't see from up here. But the Lancers recover the block punt in the end zone. It might have been Austin Kelly, number 79. It was 79, Austin Kelly on the touchdown. A block and a a big touchdown for the Lancers. They lead 20 to nothing, penning this extra point. Block punt. And we get ready to set it up with a with the extra point here. Siebert looks to add this extra point. And he the crowd is going wild here at Lancer Stadium. And that kick is good with 45 seconds remaining. It is all LaSalle. 21-0 over Elder. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. And LaSalle has been out in front. They get a block punt in the end zone and a recovery by Austin Kelly, number 79. And it is 21-0 Lancers. Panthers have been able to get nothing really going on offense. And it has been all Lancers. They got a two-yard touchdown run by Cam Porter to make it 7-0. Then they had an eight-play, 80-yard drive after that, a 28-yard touchdown by Devontae Smith, and then a blocked punt in the end zone. And that's where we are with 45 seconds left here. And setting up the kickoff, he's been able to put these in the end zone. So Ramsey's back at his 5, along with Dieters at the 6. Right to left they go, the Lancers do. And the kick is going to go into the end zone again. And Ramsey will just let it catch it and bring it out and give it to the referee. So the Panthers will have another drive that starts at the 20. But, Phil, they have not been able to move the football. And then that last punt really hurts. Yeah, haven't been able to move the football. It's almost, again, like they're not getting in sync. They are having a couple, they had a couple of drives. They drove down the field. And then they get stuck on that fourth down where they're just narrowing in to look for Royer on a jump ball. Uh, and then again here on this last third down, it's like they fo- it was, the focus was just on this right side of the field, and I didn't really see a lot of pressure. And Luby shotgun on a first and 10 at the 20. They go in motion. Ramsey, Luby's going to keep it himself across the 20 to the 25-yard line. Positive yards. Gets five on first down. It'll be second down and five with 35 ticks of the clock remaining here in the opening quarter. 21-0 LaSalle. And, you know, the other big thing, though, is LaSalle's defense is playing very good football right now. Up front, they're not getting pushed around. They're getting off their blocks. They're making it very hard for Elder's offensive line to, to make big plays consistently. So it really does have to start to become, you know, Elder's offense line has got to step up. Second and five for the Panthers. 12 down to 10 seconds remaining in the first quarter. This will be the last play of the first quarter. And Luby now with a pitch to Catania. Catania across the 20. Spins to the 26-yard line. A gain of a yard only. 
for Joseph Catania. And the Lancers, Luke Thiemann and company, made the tackle. And that will be the end of the first quarter of play with the score. LaSalle 21 and the Elder Panthers nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. I want to challenge those Elder Panther fans that have enjoyed the games. Take some of that money that you would spend that is discretionary and pledge it to Sacred Heart Radio. It is such a great blessing to have. We would really appreciate it. Elder fans, to pledge now, visit sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We're at LaSalle High School. It has been a shocker so far. LaSalle has a 21-0 lead over the Elder Panthers. Touchdowns from Cam Porter, a two-yard touchdown run. Devontae Smith, a 28-yard touchdown catch. And it was Austin Kelly, the big play, a five-yard block punt return into the end zone. He recovered the punt. I believe the block was by Jacob Sadovic. Uh, number 68 so uh that was uh 68 yeah so the panthers really need to get something going they'll start off the second quarter going from right to left it'll be a third and four at the 26 yard line the panthers will have two wide receivers to the left side and now two to the right shotgun for luby on this third and four setting up looking he's got some time rolls to his right he's going to run it and doesn't get much gets to about the 29 yard line that is not going to be enough for a first down and it'll be fourth down coming up for the panthers so much of the same as we start the second quarter for the panthers yeah right now i mean LaSalle's winning the the preparation game i mean they, they have not been fooled you know by anything the panthers are trying to do they, they've been doing a good job of really kind of getting in the way of the Panthers and just making it hard for their offense to get their normal reads. So Dieters come out to punt again, but LaSalle's defense, I mean, they've just been, they're playing scouting report football. I mean, they're doing a great job of executing their game plan. Jalen Norwood back at his 38. Sets up the kick by Dieters. A short one's going to bounce at about the 45 and out of bounds. So it's going to be at the 45-yard line is where the Lancers will take over, leading it 21 to nothing, and they have done a great job in the first quarter alone. Seven first downs for LaSalle, just two for Elder, 97 passing yards, and a total yards of 150 for the Lancers. Meanwhile, the Panthers only have 70 yards in the first half. Yeah, just, I mean, the stat sheet, you know, as you go down it, I mean, we went back. If you remember, the last time we were talking to the score, it was at 142 and a quarter, 14 to nothing, 629 on the time of possession for LaSalle. Blocked the punt, get it again. So the Panthers, 351, that increases. That, That wasn't, you know. LaSalle was able to score without even getting on offense, so Elder has just not been able to catch a break. And they'll set up. Branham does first and 10 at the 45. The give to Porter. Porter's back at his 40. Runs forward and only gets back to about the 43-yard line. So he's going to lose a couple as he tripped down. Connor Keyes and Sanders were in on the tackle for the Panthers. And I know as you look at these games, I mean, it is a long game. There's still plenty of football to be played, but Elder's defense needs a quick stop and get the offense on the field and get a score, get a quick turnover, get a score. I mean, Elder needs to to get this game moving in their favor quickly. 
Miners and Nicholas to the left side. They've got now three to the left, two to the right. Shotgun for Branham. Looking at the sidelines with 10.35 to go second quarter. LaSalle with a 21-0 lead over the Panthers. So five wide again for the Lancers. Shotgun back at his 38. Looks to throw, and it's complete to Porter inside to Elder Territory at the 46-yard line before Ben Dieters uh, made the tackle along with Austin Wanstrott. And Nicholas Paff was in that area, too. I mean, it's just these quick hitters and elders defensive backs, you know, they're still in coverage mode when the ball's coming out. Third down, they'll set up at the 43-yard line. Third and two, they'll go two wide left. And now they'll set up with two wide right. In the backfield is Anthony Miners off to the right side into block. As a slot here, and they'll set up now the quarterback keeper. And now it's going to be at the 45-yard line. And they will move that football. Let's see if they uh, get it. It'll be fourth down coming up, I believe, for the Lancers. Yeah, definitely got to stop. Sanderson Ott got there to the line of scrimmage before they could gain anything. So it's going to be a fourth and one. And the biggest thing is just don't jump off sides. And they're going to go for it. Branham's going to run it and gets the first down to the 40, 35, burst of speed down to the 20. And he's finally brought down at about the 19-yard line. Big gain on the play for Branham. I mean, that was one where everybody kind of went right at the center, and Branham was able to bounce it outside and, and just make a huge gain. I mean, it, was, it wasn't until almost 10 yards down the field on a 26-yard run that he was able to even be touched by a Panther. They mark him at the 20-yard line. The Lancers have a 21-0 lead, first and 10, at the Elder Panther 20-yard line. Three wide receivers off to the right, one to the left side. Branham has... Porter in the backfield. The give to Porter. Porter's going to sidestep, get to about the 17, maybe the 16-yard line before Tanner Purdue made the tackle for the Panthers. It is this Panther defense. I mean, right now, they need the ball. I mean, they're not stopping it. They need turnovers. I mean, they're not stopping this offensive juggernaut that the LaSalle offense has been looking like right now. And we set up a second and seven at the 17-yard line. Two wide left, and now two wide right. Branham has Porter in the backfield on this second and seven with 8.15 to go here in the op- in this opening half. LaSalle with a 21-0 lead. Branham taking his time, now setting up the play. Shotgun snap, he gets it, going to run it. Run it to about the 15-yard line, maybe the 14 and it'll be third down coming up for the Lancers. 7.55 to go. Updating a score, I believe. Let's see. We've got, uh, thanks to Mark Bengal, Fairfield leading Colerain 6-3 in that game. That's a big game for Colerain and Fairfield. Third and four at the 14. Two wide left, two wide right. With a third down and four coming up for the Lancers. They've been able to capitalize on, on third downs in this game. They've got Porter to the right with Branham. Now the throw to the right side, and it's incomplete. Intended for Jalen Norwood, and it is incomplete. It'll be fourth down coming up. They're at the 14-yard line. They've got a pretty good kicker, so they set up here. His longest is 35, so this will be a 31-yard attempt. And they're going to move the football to the center. And Seaford will attempt this one here with 7.27. This would put LaSalle up by 24. So 
So it's a 31-yard attempt. Now they get ready for the snap. Right in the center. And now the kick is up by Seifert. It is up. It's got the distance. And it is good. So it's 7.23 to go. A 31-yard field goal. Lee makes it LaSalle 24. And Elder Nothing will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at LaSalle High School. And I think Elder's a little shell-shocked here. It's been all the home team. They lead it 24 to nothing. A, a 31-yard field goal is the latest damage, Phil. It was an eight-play, eight 41-yard drive. And the Panthers uh, are down 24 nothing, Phil. they got to get something positive before the half on offense. I, right now, defensively, the Panthers can't compete against LaSalle's speed. Uh, and, you know, past weeks they've been able to, but for t- tonight, you know, for some reason, they're just not able to do it. Uh, Elder's defense, they're going to have to start getting turned They need the ball. They need to start ratting the ball out. You know, need to turn it over, shake that offensive confidence from LaSalle a little bit. And at the same time, Elder's offense, they need to do something. They, yeah. They've been non-existent. Seabird's going to take Dieters back at his one. He goes to the five, now down to the ten. He's at the 15. He's crossing out. He's to about the 20 and gets to about the 21-yard line. So a positive one yard on the kickoff return as Dieters gets to the 21-yard line. A 20-yard return for Dieters and a big one. Just to update a score, Phil Fairfield leading Colerain 7-3 as they kick that extra point. So Fairfield on top. So the Panthers need to get something going. Down 24 to nothing, 7-14 to go in the second quarter. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's Skyline time. There's no better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. First and ten. They mark him actually at the 22. Four wide to the right. Setting up Luby. He's going to run it. And Luby's setting up to the 25. He's out to about the 30 to the 31-yard line. A gain of nine on first down for Matthew Luby. And finally, some positive plays. Right. You're finally moving the football. I mean, the last drive barely moved it at all actually lost yards so there's some positives but they've got to keep building on that they've had drives where they've gotten this to this point and then they just can't when they go to the air they can't get anything i think right now the offensive line needs to help establish the running game second and one from the 31 643 remaining second quarter and now setting up and now they give up the middle it's catania catania across the 40 now to the 43 yard line a first down gain of about 12 Nice job, Joseph Catani. Just continue to run. I mean, he's just at this point he gets the ball. I mean, Catani's got the ability to break tackles and be a bruising running back going down the field. You know, even though maybe his size numbers wouldn't tell you that with, with looking at him being 5'10", 180, but he runs like he's 5'10", 220. So right now, I mean, I think you put some weight on his shoulders and, and let him go to work. Two wide receivers to the right side on after that 12-yard run by. Cat- one to the left, first and 10 at the 31. Luby fakes, goes to the right side. It's complete. It's Royer at the 49-yard line of LaSalle. So a nice play and gets Royer back in. Royer had a catch earlier in the first half also. 
And Royer, let's see, Royer stats. He had a 40-yard completion earlier. That's his second catch. And this is the offense that, you know, we know for the Panthers. They just need to keep this rolling. I mean, this is business as usual. Second and two from the 43, 5.45 to go second quarter. Three wide to the left for the Panthers, setting up Luby at his 45. And now Luby's going to keep it across the 50, 45, 40, down the sideline, 35, 30, 25, 20. And he's taken down at the 19-yard line. Luby gets 24 on that carry. And that's what we're talking about. That's that's what the offense needs to do. Start getting this LaSalle defense on their heels. I mean, they can't keep up with Luby's speed. They can't keep up with Catania also, you know, hitting them inside. And then, too, Royer on that same size. So the Panthers, their offense, get rolling, punch one in, and then you're back to normal. They're going to mark it at 29 yards down to the 20-yard line. Setting up shotgun. They go wide to the right side. And now Catania in the backfield to Luby's right. And now the fake to Catania. Luby's going to keep it inside the 20. It gets to the 17, a gain of three on first down with 5.07 to play in the second quarter. LaSalle with a 24-0 lead. And, and just a little bit of progress there, not a lot of push. I think the Panthers stop. Maybe they get a little bit more with the draw. But, again, I mean, the Panthers haven't really completed a, a, a lot of passes. I mean, offensively. You know, you're looking at two completions in the first quarter, so if you're LaSalle, you're not keying in on the passing game right now. Second and eight from the 18. 4.41 to play, second quarter. Two wide left. Luby rolls to his left, throws across, complete inside the 10 to about the seven-yard line, and Royer gets it to the seven-yard line, and a first down for the Panthers. Nice. 11-yard catch. Nice throw by Luby. Good time by the offensive line. And, I mean, they're executing a game plan here. I mean, this drive is taking a little bit. But I tell you what, it, it's kept LaSalle's offense off the field, which has been a bright spot for, you know, I mean, I, the Elders' defense probably pretty happy because they're able to catch a break and talk about what they're doing. They've been, they've been actually huddling this whole possession. Uh, first and 10 at the 7. They've already moved 72 yards on this drive. Shotgun for Luby, setting up, looking, and give it to Catania inside for the touchdown. Seven-yard touchdown, Joseph Catania, and it's 24-6, to pending the extra point here with LaSalle on top. Running to, like he's going to go to the right side of the line and then sees it cut back to the left and goes over to the left side where, where LaSalle lands their defense linemen were just pancaked, and Catania was able to get into the end zone. So Elder's offense, nice methodical drive, get down the field and get a score, allow the defense finally to get time and catch their breath on the sideline and talk about what they're going to do when they come back out. Seven-play, 78-yard drive for the Panthers and get the touchdown on a seven-yard touchdown run by Catania. Harmeyer's extra point, and this one is no good. Off to the right side. And it is 24-6 with 4.08 to play here in the second quarter. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Take care for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a 1750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. 
Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at LaSalle High School tonight. Lancer Stadium. The Panthers finally get a drive. Seven plays, 78 yards. Capped off by Joseph Catania with a seven-yard touchdown run. The extra point was no good. Harmeyer's first miss of the season, I believe, Phil. Yeah, extra point-wise, I mean, he, he'd been pretty perfect coming in here. You know, and that, too, is big. Big push on the left side that really kind of threw off, the, you know, the snap and the hole. And I think, you know, get a, able to get a little bit of a, a hand on it possibly or just, you know, bad kick on the side. But the Panthers defensively, now let's see with 4.08 to go if the Panthers defense can be able to come out and get a stop. Here's Amen to kick this one off. And it's going to be taken at about the five-yard line. It's off the 20 to about the 20 to the 25. It's Porter to the 27-yard line. Maybe the 28 is where they'll get it. Uh, Actually, check that. That's going to be across the 35-yard line. So around the 38-yard line is where Porter finally got taken down. So a big return by Cam Porter. And you saw, really, I mean, the Panthers standing in their lane and getting there, and then all of a sudden it was just like a party in the Red Seas. Porter's able to get through. It wasn't until Weber and Amon actually were able to bring him down on that one. They mark him actually at the 35, so it'll be a first and 10 at the 35 for the Lancers. They'll line up with three wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. Bradham at quarterback. He's got Porter in the backfield, shotgun, as he lines up at about his 30-yard line to take this snap. And does. And now Branham's going to keep it across the 35, and he gets to the 40, to the 45, and the 46-yard line before he's finally taken down by Bartley Thomas. Bartley Thomas makes a play downfield with Sanders, but Moore's the guy at the line of scrimmage who, who was trying to get off his block and just reached and couldn't get there to slow him down, and no one was able to kind of assist on the tackle, so they could have had him stopped at the line of scrimmage. Instead, it's another first down. First and 10 at the 45 for the Lancers. Three wide left and one wide right. Shotgun, and now the give, fake. Uh, it's going to be the quarterback keeper, and he's going to take it to about the 45-yard line before he's taken down by Joey Stemmler, and Stemmler got him in the backfield, but it went a little forward there. Yeah, it, it just mark it back at the line of scrimmage, so no gain on the play for the Lancers. Stemmler, good job getting back there and wrapping up. So, I mean, I think I'd look for the Lancers. Might be trying to go to the air on this one. Second and 10 from the 45. Three wide left and one wide right. 24 to 6. The Lancers have the lead here at Lancer Stadium. Going from left to right they go is are the Lancers with the three wide left and one wide to the right. Bradham. He's got Porter in the backfield. And now the fake and looking to throw. Branham rolling to his right, looking, keys on him, and throws it's complete to about the 40-yard line, the 42-yard line of Elder, and that's complete to Jalen Norwood. And that's another first down for the Lancers. So Santa's got him out of bounds, but Phil, that was another big play. 31-yard. So another big play, 31 yards this time. And, you know, Branham has been very accurate on those throws. Yeah, and the Panthers pride and, you know, pull push on there. But I'm trying to see Coach Ramsey is absolutely livid on the elder sideline. Uh, you know, and I miss what he's getting. I don't know if he's, he's looking at holding or, or what's happening with, with the Panthers. First and 10, they mark it at the 42. Porter goes in motion, going to get the carry. And Porter's going to get it inside to about the 41. And now the, that's about it. He got he got hit by several Panthers, including Sanders and Tanner Purdue. Yeah, and so the Panthers, I mean, they've been able to get some pressure up front, you know, and, and trying to get up and, and get a push, but occasionally, it seems like so far, every time the South's gone to the air, it, it's been, all, you know, 
easy, easy pickups for, for LaSalle's offense. 2.27 to go here in the second quarter. The Lancers have a 24-6 lead. They have the football into Elder Territory, a second and 10 at the 42-yard line. One wide left, two wide to right. Shotgun formation setting up Branham. He's back at his 45-yard line. He's got Porter in the backfield looking, rolling. He's got some pressure, throws it to the right. It is incomplete intended for Jake Siebert, and it was no good. So it'll be a third down coming up for the Lancers. Good pressure in the backfield. Connor Keys getting back there for for the Panthers. Uh, it, it's This is a perfect third down. I mean, you've got to force them to make a decision whether they're going to punt it or go for it. They're in about, you know, they're close to the middle of the field, but you can't let them pick up anything on third down. You you really, this has got to be a shutout. Third down and 10 from the 42. Three wide to the right. They go two wide to the left. So five wide receivers for the LaSalle Lancers, leading 24 to 6 with a third down and 10 here at the 42 yard line. Siebert setting up and now. They set up with Branham. Now looking to throw. Branham, he's gonna he's got path from behind and he got him at the 40-yard line. So a gain of only two. It'll be fourth down coming up, and Nicholas Path was right behind him, Phil. Yeah, Nicholas Path comes up, makes the make tackle on the Panthers. Uh, we'll take a timeout here. With 149 to go in the opening quarter in the opening half, Holding Realty proud to bring you elder football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these elder grads and Holding team members: Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Holding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Holding Realty for all your real estate needs at 451-4800, or visit them on the web at Holding.com. That's H-O-E-T-I-N-G. Dot com. 149 remain here in the second quarter. LaSalle with a big advantage, 24-6, to six, and they're trying to add more, but it's a fourth down at the 42-yard line. Yeah, very key for the Panthers. Get this back, have their two timeouts, drive down the field, score, because they're going to get the ball back at halftime. That's how you start chopping into the lead. So the defense holds. So they're going to go for the punt here, you know, and basically, I mean, the Panthers have to make sure they field this. You know, don't let this be one. It rolled, don't fall for any sort of fakes. I mean, it's very important that Elder's offense gets the ball back and gets an opportunity to try to score before the half. Dieters is back at his seven-yard line. Looks like Siebert will look to pump this one away. He steps at about this 46-yard line. And we're right now we're waiting for the officials are telling the clock operator at LaSalle to add time after that timeout because some time ran off the clock um, here. So they changed it. It was at 149. It's now been bumped five seconds to 154. And it's actually Thayman back deep at about his 10-yard line setting up now. So... 154 remain on this fourth down punt by the Lancers. At the 46-yard line is Siebert. And he gets the snap and the kick. It's going to be a short one. It's going to bounce, and it's going to go into the end zone. So the Panthers will get the football at the 20. 148 remain, Phil. A lot of time, and they've got three timeouts left. So... Oh, two, rather. Sorry. Yeah, two. Just burned yeah. that last one. So the Panthers with two timeouts left. They, they got the ball in the 20. Uh, we've seen them do this before. They're going to run their, their quick offense. They're going to run a lot of stuff to the sidelines, try to get those plays, try to stop the clock naturally without having to take timeouts. And this is where being a smart player is you know the difference between fighting for extra yards and just getting out of, out of bounds. Five wide for the Panthers. First and 10 at the 20-yard line. 
They set up now with this big, big drive for the Panthers. They set up it's it Volmer complete across the 30 yard line. So a gain of 10, a first down for Evan Volmer, and the Panthers move it to the 30 yard line. The clock continues to run. Yeah, they got to go yeah. quick because they got the ball right to the hashes. Three wide to the right, one wide to the left. It's Luby setting up, throwing. It is complete across to around the 40 yard line to Evan Volmer again, and right around the 40, about the 39 yard line is where they'll. Market. Let's see. Do they move it to the forty with a minute twenty-eight remaining? Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing: they, they, they were picked up the first down, and the clock rolled about two seconds off. So I mean, they, you know. And Luby setting up, and, and, and you know, you got some problems here. Everybody's arguing about the clock. Well, when they get paled or picked up the first down, the clock's got to stop. Two seconds ran off of the clock, so they're going to have to reset it. And then when the clock, the ball gets reset, they can start the clock. But if the chains aren't moved quickly and the clock's not stopped, then, you know, the Panthers aren't every right to, to, to be arguing the time here. Exactly. They'll mark it at the 40-yard line, a first down and 10. We'll set it up with a minute 32 to go here in the second quarter. The Panthers trail 24-6. to They've got two wide left, two wide right. They go in motion with Ramsey, the fake to Ramsey. Now Luby looking, he's got time, throws it down the field, overthrows, it's intercepted at the 45, and interception for the Lancers. Just overthrows Royer on that one. So, you know, Elder's offense not able to get anything for the half. Elder's defense, their job has got to be able to make sure they keep LaSalle off the board because if not, you're going to be looking at a heck of a second-half task, you know, for the Panthers. And, again, going back to the whole clock situation, I mean, just to explain it, just so everybody knows, when when you pick up a first down in high school, the clock stops. I mean, the clock stops until they reset it. And it's amazing how many people that are involved with the sport, that are close to it, that are in the booth, that are near our microphones, that are shouting and yelling that don't know the rules. It's, it's infuriating yeah. because it's – it's just that's it's an easy it rule, is. yeah. First and ten, they mark it at the 46-yard line for the Lancers. Monday with the interception for the Lancers. They go too wide to the right side. Now they look again to the sidelines. They seem to do that a lot. Step off and look at the sidelines. Uh, so two wide left, two wide right. They've got Porter in the backfield. And now the give to Porter. Porter's going to take it to the 50-yard line. And the Lancers will have a, the ball at a second down right around the 50. A minute eight to go, and the clock continues to run. Two wide to the right, two wide to the left side. 24 to 6, LaSalle on top. Now approaching a minute to go, as again they look to the sidelines to get the play. With two wide left, two wide right. They've got Porter in the backfield. Now looking Branham to throw it down the right side. Throws it, it is intercepted. Let's see, yes. Dieters. Dieters got the interception at the 20 yard line. So a surprise that LaSalle would throw the football in that situation. And Dieters he gives the Panthers a nut well, life. Let's see. Did no, they call it? Say, hey, it's incomplete. He oh. dropped it. I got blocked by the pole. Look, looked like a clean interception from up here, but uh, it's hard to tell. But Yeah, I don't, I missed it. So it's a third down. They'll mark it at the, at the third and seven at the 50. So the Lancers get another opportunity with two wide to the right. They call to the sidelines. They've got one wide to the left side. Shotgun for Branham on this third and seven with 45 seconds remaining. Rolls to his right, looking right, throwing. It is complete to about the 38-yard line. That was Smith. Devontae Smith on the catch for LaSalle. With thir- and as a Lancer first down with 39 seconds remaining. 
It's amazing. No time ran off the clock on that one when he picked it when, they, when the clock was supposed to stop. Two wide receivers to the left side. Now one to the right side. Shotgun on a first and ten at the 39-yard line. Rolling to the left side. Branham sets, throws it down the field. It is incomplete. He had Norwood open but overthrew him down on the left sideline. Yeah, I think on the last one, the Panthers were hoping that maybe he was knocked out of bounds before he caught the football. You know, here on, on this last one, they go for kind of a shot to see if they can get get it in the end zone. You know, remember for for Siebert to get in there and kick, we got to get to about the a thirty yard kick. So we're still thirty yard, thirty five of his longest. So I think right now with twenty seven ticks, I mean they're probably still looking at the end zone. Second and ten at the thirty nine, five wide now, three left, two to right now. Quarterback keeper Branham across the thirty five, a thirty. He's out to the 25-yard line, and it's Nicholas Paff finally getting him along with Seeger, but that's at the 25, so now it's a 42-yard attempt from right about there. With 20 seconds remaining, we'll get a, a timeout. Now, Jim Collins Autobody is approaching their 50th year in business, and they've achieved this milestone by providing reliable service you can trust. Turning your car back into your pride and joy is what you can expect from Jim Collins Autobody and a proud sponsor of Elder Football. Coming up at halftime, it's the best show in the business, the Call of Banker West Shell Halftime Report with Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, and Tom Kennedy, the legendary Tom Kennedy. I want to wish a happy belated birthday to, to Mrs. Kennedy, to Mrs. Tom Kennedy. So that's Linda celebrated a birthday the other day, so I wanted to wish her a happy birthday uh, as well. And it is uh, Kevin Welsh's birthday today. It's a lot of birthdays. I feel like Phil Rizzuto in the booth giving out the birthdays, but with 20 seconds remaining in this one. First and ten, Lancers at the 26. So they actually feel right now it's a 42-yard, a 43-yard attempt from here. Yeah, and LaSalle still got their two, 20 seconds. So, I mean, they can, you know, they can make a couple passes, call some timeouts if they need to, you know, or get some quick ones, throw them out of bounds, stop the clock, uh, and maybe pick up a little bit to get that field goal. But, you know, LaSalle, it, it might be, with Eller's defense, might be easy to just get seven. Two wide, knocked three now to the right side. Branham on this first and ten at the 26, throws it, and it is complete to Porter. Porter at the 30, and he's going to be out of bounds at about the 26, maybe the 27-yard line. So he didn't get much if he got any, Phil. Yeah, not a lot there trying to run a little screen, and it took a long time to develop. I mean, it was backing it up, backing it up, backing it up, and then finally they get it. So a lot of time ran off that clock there for a very short game. 11 seconds remain, 24-6 to LaSalle. On top, they have a second down and 10 from the 26th. Three wide receivers will line up to the right side for the Lancers. They call in the play, two wide to the left, five wide, and it's Branham at quarterback. He goes to the line and gets ready to call the play. He steps back at his 31. They get ready to snap this football. It'll take a long time, and now Branham will get it. Roll to his right, looking right. Looking still with it in the right side, and it's going to be out of bounds with four seconds remaining in the second quarter. And right now it'll be a third down coming up, 26-yard line with a third down coming up. I think they at this point they've just got to try one in the end zone. or No, they're going to go yeah. ahead and try to kick yeah. it. A 40, it'll be a 43-yard attempt for Siebert. And as we mentioned earlier, his longest is 35. He kicked a 31-yarder earlier. So the market kind of to the left hash. And get ready for the snap. Siebert's back at his 36-yard line. Third 
down. They mark it right around the 26. It'll be a 43-yard attempt. Here comes the snap. Here comes the hold, the kick, and it's going to go to the right side. Let's see. It's good. 43-yard field goal to go to halftime, and it's LaSalle 27, and the Panthers 6. We're coming back with the Caldwell Banker Westshell Halftime Report with the guys on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at Mercy. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. I'm Father Tom McCarthy of St. Anne's Parish in Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And welcome back to LaSalle High School, where the Elder Panthers are licking their wounds at halftime. Uh, halftime score, LaSalle 27, Elder 6. And, uh, guys, we were down on the on the sidelines watching and it's just uh if things could go wrong uh, they did go wrong and if uh, guys could uh when they needed that critical pass reception they couldn't make it uh drop 
couple of drop balls that really would have changed the complexion at times. But uh, frankly, I'm not. There's nothing else that I can say. Is LaSalle has got a ph- phenomenal game plan. They're calling a great offensive uh, uh, game plan defensively. They're doing a great job. Uh, they know who to stop, Matthew Luby. They're doing a heck of a job there. And my hat's off. Uh, the Lancers are uh, looking very, very good tonight. Oh, it's all LaSalle. They're running downhill right now. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you wonder if in the back of their mind they're thinking about last week with uh, Winton Woods where they took their foot off the gas and, and uh and that came back to haunt them with, with, with a loss. But, I, you know, so far LaSalle has not taken their foot off the gas, and I would not look for them to do that in the second half. It's going to be a, a tough, tough, tough hole to, for Elder to dig out of. LaSalle is just playing, um, you know, this is very good football. I don't know how they've looked all year, but, but they're they looking very sharp, very crisp, and, and uh, a very complete team. And, and we, you know, we talked about it. A little bit, you know, through through the through the years, like, what about Elder's defense? And, and uh, you know, they always kind of did the bend but not break type thing through the year. And tonight, you know, we, we, we talk about Elder, well, you know, if they need to score 70 on offense, uh, well, they'll, they'll just do that. And at some point, that's not, you know, you're going to come up empty. And they're playing an outstanding defense like we talked about at the beginning of the year uh, or the beginning of the show tonight. Um that uh, LaSalle's defense is allowing about half of what Elder's offense has been producing, 200 yards to 400. So uh, right now, LaSalle's defense, I think, is the story of the game. Tom, uh, kicking game and special teams play uh, is, is uh, very important. Jake, my, my German would say it would be Jake Seibert. Uh, some people <laughs> call it Seibert. I, I have heard more people call him Jake Seibert. Uh, but you know, watching his uh, field goals, uh, and he just had one from 43, he easily could have made that thing from 53. That was almost above the, the goal post, uh, the top of the goal post, and went over the uh, the student section into the, into the track behind there. Uh, the guy, I know he's going to uh, Ohio State. He's uh, one of the top 50 uh, recruits in, in the state. There's no doubt why. Yeah. He's a real deal, and it seemed like everything LaSalle did in the first half was the real deal. I remember, uh, you know, for the first nine weeks of the season, I'd say pretty much seven out of the nine weeks, we were here at a halftime report and saying, boy, Elder would play the perfect half, or Elder did this right and that right. For the most part, uh, tonight, uh, in, in the most inopportune time for the Elder Panthers with the GCL championship on the line, uh, they just didn't seem to get in sync. And uh, it, for me personally, it all started when the uh, elder punted, and I guess there was a little bit of interference by uh, uh, Sandus, and then the refs took about 20 minutes. I'm kidding, but they took a, a, a nominal You're not kidding that much. time to, to sort it all out, and it just seemed like the momentum switched drastically from the elder Panther side to the LaSalle Lancer side. And from there, as Steve so aptly put, it was pretty much all downhill. In my keys to the game before the game started, it was for the Elder Panthers to control the line of scrimmage. And unfortunately, offensively, there weren't enough holes to run through. And defensively, they weren't able to stop the run. Uh, Branham had a big, big first half, uh, 82 yards rushing on 12 attempts. So uh, 
Uh, all was not lost, uh, at least short memory for the Elder Panthers is uh, LaSalle was up big last week at this time on this same field against a very talented Witten Woods. Uh, it's going to take a human's effort in the second half, but uh, it's doable. Elder needs to get some turnovers. Uh, but whatever could go wrong for the Elder Panthers in the first half, unfortunately did. Well, as we uh, said, uh, the halftime score here is LaSalle 27, Elder 6. Let's, uh, Steve, go over to you. We're, we got some numbers we're looking at throughout the area, and uh, most of these are going to be at or near the half, and uh, let's uh, run them down. All right. Stop me if you've heard this one or you want to make <laughs> comments. Uh, LaSalle 27, Elder 6 on the game you listen to on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Down in uh, Louisville, uh, St. X playing their opposite number down there. And right now St. X uh, of Cincinnati all over their counterpart out of Louisville, 21 to nothing. GMC action, Princeton over Mason right now, 19 to 14. Lakota West 21, Middletown nothing. Hamilton and Lakota East are knotted at 7. And uh, Sycamore uh, is, I have uh, seven to nothing over Oak Hills. I don't know if that is increased or it's a different score. That was an early score. Then the game we're looking at in the GMC for the, the championship title game is uh, Fairfield Colerain. And right now at the half, Fairfield is up seven to three. Late in the second quarter, uh, Fairfield's running back McLean came off the field injured and limping. And he's like, uh, they're, they're all purpose. He's kind of what's gotten, gotten them to 9-0, and so see if it was just something that needed to be tweaked or you know, if it's something more serious, but you know, he, he's, he came off the field at least a little bit hobbling, but that may or may not mean anything. Miami Valley Conference Action, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 26, Meadowdale nothing, Clark Montessori 14, Miami Valley Christian 8, Roger Bacon over Summit Country Day 21-14, to and that, that game is for the Scarlet Division Championship in the Miami Valley Conference, so we'll be looking at that later. Uh, Purcell Marion and Norwood are knotted up at 13, and New Miami and Lachlan are also knotted at 14. Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Milford losing right now to Turpin. Uh, 28 to 7. If Turpin wins, they are the ECC champion tonight. Anderson 28, Loveland nothing. West Claremont 14, Kings Kings 6. Cincinnati Hills League action. Deer Park over Reading 35 to nothing. Wyoming and Indian Hill. The, the, this is the title game right now. At the half, it's 14 to three. Wyoming and Wyoming is sort of like the Colerain uh, of the Cincinnati Hills League. They've won. This for for several years in a row, and Indian Hill hoping to knock them out of the saddle this year. Marymount and Madeira playing tonight, and this game the winner gets in, is going to get into the, the Division Five Region Twenty playoffs. The other, the loser is going home. So right now they're knotted at seven. Marymount and Madeira, Taylor over Finneytown twelve to nothing. In GCL co-ed action, Baden over McNick ten to three. Fenwick twenty one. Dayton Carroll, nothing. Southwest Ohio action, uh, Mount Healthy, 21. Edgewood, 7. Harrison, 35. Laco- Northwest, nothing. Simon Kenton over Little Miami, uh, 21 to 14. Little Miami needs this win if they have any hopes of a week 11 uh, this year. Ross, 21. Talawan to 7. Southern Buckeye action, Clinton Massey, 34. Wilmington, 10. 
Goshen over uh, New Richmond right now, 10 to, to 9. It's Western Brown 14, Batavia 13, East Clinton and Blanchester nodded at 7, Fayetteville Perry 14, Bethel Tate 7, Williamsburg 7, Claremont Northeastern 6 in Kentucky, Scott over Dixie Heights 14 to nothing, Campbell County over Boone County 12 to 6, Holy Cross and Ludlow matching in Ludlow right now 7 to 6 over Holy Cross and in the Indiana playoffs, East Central comes into, into this game 10 and 0 and right now they're ahead of uh, 4 and 6 Greenwood 7 to nothing and those are all the scores we have right now at or near the half. All right. Well, you're listening to the Colwell Banker West Shell halftime report. We're going to take our first time out. We come back, we're going to look at the keys of the second half and kind of plug a little show we're going to be doing <laughs> post game wise when we come back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Take care for Joe. Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. This is Father Rob Jack. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. And we're back at LaSalle High School. It's senior night out here at LaSalle. And uh, they've already done all the that in the pregame. Uh, all the pageantry. Yeah, the LaSalle marching band's out playing right now. And, uh, guys, we have a little bit of a... A little show we call the Harbin Show coming up uh, afterwards. Uh, Tom, uh, describe you, you have this very elaborate board system of uh, that's you know yeah. we set up and uh, there's four slots on each side. That's Talk right. A little bit think about, about it. it. Think about it. We call it the Family Feud Board, so it has a, it's a multi-purpose board that we use, and once a year comes out and it's perfect uh, for the uh, Harbin ratings in Region Four. And basically uh, what our Joe Harbin will do, it has done all year, is uh, he puts all the uh, the wins and the losses, and he doesn't have to prognosticate anymore because he's got everything he, that he needs for the 100% accuracy that he's portrayed over these 20 or so years. And tonight uh, he'll be there, and uh, you don't want to miss this show. Basically, 
In Region 4, he's going to give the official rankings that typically don't come out until, is it Saturday, Mark? Yeah. Or some, well, some, officially not till su- Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, correct. So if you want to you know, hear it first and uh, win or lose out here, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you're, you're well aware. And, and Joe, I can, I can attest to this. He's been uh, 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 sharpening that pencil for weeks, and uh, he's got scenarios already lined up. If this team wins, if that team loses, this and that. So he's pretty much geared and ready to go uh, for tonight. So if you're looking for a night out on the way home from the game tonight here on North Bend Road, uh, head on over, uh, you know, go west on North Bend, cut over the boulevard, go on Boudinot and stop over at La Rosa's uh, for what we call Harvard game night. it's It's a blast. You'll enjoy it. And uh, it'll be warm and cozy over there. I know it's a little bit chilly outside. We've been out there all night. So, guys, uh, you know, Steve LaSalle's got to be feeling pretty good right now, and uh, they just need to keep on doing what they're doing. Looking at at stats all week uh, on LaSalle, um, uh, Zach Branham, he's he's pretty much their offense. He's like 62% of the time he is – Doing something with the ball, he, he's 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 uh, you know rushing the ball or passing the ball, uh, and and everybody else is filling in that other thirty eight percent. That's pretty much pretty much what they have tonight. Zach Branham is the leading rusher with eighty two yards, and uh, he's uh, passed for another one hundred thirty one yards. So he's over two hundred yards for the total offense for the game, just out of his hand, not not giving the ball to somebody else. So I, I think they're doing what they want to do. Their defense is looking very good i think LaSalle. they need to unlike last week they need to keep their foot on the gas and basically come out with the same scheme don't get uh, uh cautious and, and uh don't lay back because you know elders be going to be coming hungry uh in the second half so for LaSalle. Keep it the same and keep the same intensity. Tom, you mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, and I'm sure LaSalle's in there thinking the same thing. They were sitting in this position last week ahead at the half, and they lost the game. Uh, they they don't want to let Elder even get remotely back in. Of course, LaSalle will get the ball first, and Elder needs a big stop, but that's probably where things need to start right away. It does, and, and Elder, Doug Ramsey and his staff are, so smart, and they know exactly. You can't get this back all once, one drive or one play. Uh, it's you know try to try to get three stops and, and get the ball back, and then uh, score. And basically, they're going to need some turnovers. But, but one of the keys that I mentioned in the fr- before the game was let your playmakers make the plays. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened even remotely for the Elder Panthers. Uh, Joe Royer's got three receptions for 59 yards, and Drew Ramsey, the one touch for minus three. So those are the guys that have done it so far this year for you, for you for the Elder Panthers, I should say, as well as Matthew Luby. So uh, they just need to uh, kind of get the momentum changed a little bit, get this uh, very good and vocal Elder crowd, although unfortunately they haven't been that vocal in the first half. So the support's there. Uh, Elder needs, they need to know what they need to do. Uh, to get back into this game and then, uh, you know, make some turnovers. And I think the turnovers are going to key to get Elder back into this football game. Well, once again, uh, it is halftime here. Uh, we we have the 27-6 to 6 score with LaSalle on top. Uh, big night for us following the game. Prep Sports Radio game night out at La Rosa's. We'll 
We'll carry that show probably up to 11 o'clock. And, it's uh, something to behold. Uh, it, if it, you're out there in, in the radio land, as they say, head on over to Boudinot. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have here. Uh, second half action with Len Harvey and Phil Bengel will be coming up next right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed Guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. We're getting ready to start the second half. And uh, so far, LaSalle has been all over the Panthers. They lead it 27-6 to in the first half. LaSalle in the rushing attack. Zach Branham, 12 carries, 82 yards uh, for uh, the Lancers. Camp Porter had nine carries for 30 yards. Jalen Norwood, one carry for five. On the elder side of the ball, it was Matthew Luby, seven carries, 53 yards. Joseph Catania with six carries, 43 yards, and uh, with had the touchdown for the Panthers, the lone touchdown. Uh, Matthew Luby, a tough first half. He was 6 of 12 with an interception and 76 yards. Joe Royer, three receptions for 59 yards. Nicholas Seeger, one reception for 10 yards. Evan Vollmer had a reception for 10. Drew Ramsey, one reception, but minus three yards in the punting. Dieters had two kicks for 63 yards. He had one blocked. That was a team block on the other side. And it was Austin Kelly with a five-yard block punt return for the touchdown. Uh, On the receiving end for LaSalle, Zach Brandon went seven for 14 with 131 yards. And he had one touchdown, a a 38 uh, as his longest. And it was in the receiving category. Devontae Smith, three carries, three catches, rather, for 77 yards. Jalen Norwood with two for 44. Cam Porter, two carries for 10 yards. Uh, two receptions, rather, for 10. And uh, the kicks was just amazing on the other side. It was Seibert uh, with a 30-yard field goal. And he also had a 42-yard field goal to end the first half. And a, a good first half for the Lancers. But the, the big thing is that the Panthers will get the football first starting this second half. And down 27-6, to six, Phil. 
what what is uh, Coach Ramsey telling his team right now? You got a GCL championship on the line here, down by 21. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what exactly you know they're making adjustments for in hand, but I mean, you know, I think defensively it, it, you got to get to another level. You know, I mean, stops are going to be nice, but. At this point, you know, they, they need to start getting the football and creating turnovers. You know, they've been able to get some stops, but they haven't been able to been completely able to, you know, get LaSalle off the field as of late. So it, it's very important right now. Very important. Panthers, take this kickoff. You have to score on this kickoff. Get out there on defense. You get a score, get a stop, go get another score, and flip this football game very quickly. But it's very important that the offense comes out gets a score, but then the defense has to really own it and get out there and get do whatever they can to get a, get a stop. I mean, they're going to have to play. You're not doing anything differently. You just need to make sure you are owning your responsibilities. You're trusting yourself. You're trusting your teammates. And then when the opportunities arise, you're looking to strip the football. You're looking to just play at a whole other level. I think Elder will come out ready to play here in the second half. You know, last week we saw LaSalle struggle in the second half against Whitten Woods, so maybe Elder can take advantage of that. Yeah, Elder's going to get the ball first in the second half. Very important. Down 21, and a, a score, as Phil mentioned, you know, you get it down to you get it down to a situation where you know, you get it down to 14, and then you see what your defense is going to do, but you got to score first to to see what's going to happen in this uh, the start the second half. Now the Panthers in their white road jerseys with the purple numbers and the white pants. LaSalle, meanwhile, in their home jerseys, they're wearing their dark colors, all black with the red numbers. LaSalle across the chest. They've got their white helmets with the red stripe in the middle. And uh, the Lancer, we're at uh, Lancer Stadium here at LaSalle. LaSalle. Seibert will look to kick this one off. And he's had a good game. He's had two field goals and a couple of extra points. It's 27-6 Lancers. They got, uh, looking at the touchdowns, it was Cam Porter, a two-yard touchdown run. Devontae Smith, 20-yard pass from Branham. Austin Kelly, a five-yard block field goal, punt return, rather. Siebert, a 30-yard field goal. Joseph Catania with a 20, with a seven-yard run, and it was Siebert or Seibert, rather, with a 42-yard field goal there. So now we'll set up for second-half action. A big one here for the GCL South Championship, the deciding here, and it's going to be Ramsey at the 2. He gets across the 10. He's to the 15. He's now out to the 21-yard line where the Panthers will take over uh, at the 21-yard line. And now it's time. The elder offense, you got to do what you did on that last drive when he scored. I mean, obviously, the Panthers... You know, are going to have to have that conversation at some point about going for two, whether they try it early or late. We'll see what they do. But, that you know, that's besides the point if they can't get the ball in the end zone. But, I mean, I think if you're that front five, I know I, I talk about it a lot every week, the offense line has got to dominate the second half. I mean, it's got to be absolutely physical and brutal up front for LaSalle. Left to right they go. Two wide to the left and one to the right side. And Luby fakes, looks to throw, throws it. It's knocked down at the line of scrimmage. And incomplete as uh, it was Luke Thiemann. On the knockdown for LaSalle, Luke Thiemann, the uh, defensive back. On that yeah, one, and he, came, he came up, made a play, gets his paws up. Elder tries to go for a quick one there. You know, Elder's offensive line, you know, getting those blitzes. You see those numbers, guy goes and jumps. You know, you got to get into his chest if you can. They'll get his arms down real quick. Second and 10 from the 21. They line up with Royer and Ramsey to the left, two wide to the right. They go in motion with Volmer. So now three to the left side. 
Setting up Luby. He's going to run it across the 15 to the 20. He's out to the 24-yard line. So a gain of three for Luby. It'll be third down coming up, but this is not what you wanted, Phil. You wanted a little more continuity with the offense, and you wanted to get some points. I mean, LaSalle LaSalle is is winning the preparation game, you know, so far here. I mean, everything they prep for this week, I mean, they obviously – you know, have, have, have everything scouted out with the Panthers. I mean, Elder runs that first play. They almost get an interception. You know, they try to, to run a couple of quick ones. They're not getting much. So the Panthers now on a manageable third down, but still haven't been in rhythm. Third and seven from the 24. Two wide left. Luby looks to throw. Throws it to the left side. It's complete across the 30 to the 35. And out of bounds. Uh, still with it at the 38-yard line is Vollmer. And Vollmer gets a gain of about 14 on that. So it'll be a first down for the Panthers. That is a huge first down. And now with 11.04 to play in the third quarter, Panthers trailing 27-6, but they keep the football, Phil. Yeah, and there can't be any sort of sigh of relief for the other offense that's got to keep the pedal down. I mean, you, you can't celebrate anything right now. I mean, you made a catch, but you're, you're I mean, you're down three scores, so, I mean, you just got to get back to it. I mean, that's just that's just nothing. That's just what's expected right now. They mark it at the 35, actually, so it's a first and 10 at the 35. They set up with, now with Luby in motion. He's going to carry it, going to throw it down the field, and it's incomplete intended for Vollmer at about the 48-yard line. So a little trickery as Ramsey handed it to Luby, and Luby went to throw it, and that was incomplete. Yeah, and LaSalle was able to sniff that out pretty well. Jalen Johnson covered Luby very well on that one and got him to throw it out. Volmer would have been open had he had another step or two to take, but Luby was kind of already retreating on that one. So, again, LaSalle forcing the Panthers through seeing those plays before and being able to stop them. So the Panthers go back to the drawing board, second and ten. Second and ten from the 35, 10-59 remaining third quarter, 27-6 LaSalle. One wide left, two wide right. Shotgun formation for Luby. He looks, he's got Vollmer to his left now, looks to the right side, he's got Ramsey open, and at the 44-yard line, he catches it, and a gain of nine before he is taken down by number nine, Jamar Hargrove Monday. So the Panthers' offense gets a gain. This is a, a third and short. You know, should be able to pick this one up, I would think, if you wanted to, on the ground. I mean, you know, Catania showed that he could run earlier. So Catania's coming in. Schlachter's coming in uh, as a back. So, so you might see them, you know, just giving the ball to Catania and letting him pick up the, this two. They mark it at the 43. So it's going to be third and short, third and two. Two wide to the left side. They set up now underneath it. It's Catania going to carry it. He gets blocked at the, at the line of scrimmage and then tries to get a head to the 45 to the 46-yard line, and he might have gotten the first down, Phil. Yeah, he got the first down. If initial hit, he goes up and hits the line of scrimmage, and LaSalle does a good job of plugging the hole, but he's able to keep his feet chopping behind him, stay vertical, and get past and pick up that first down. Just barely picks it up, yeah. but still is able to get there and pick up first down. So this drive is still alive for the Panthers. First down, the market just shy of the 46-yard line. It's uh, right around the LS uh, here at uh, Lancer Stadium. Three wide to the right side, one to the left in Royer. Shotgun for Luby. He's got Catania to his left. Actually, that's Vollmer now, and Vollmer runs to the left side and now lines up as a wide receiver. Ramsey, they fake it to him on the left side, and now it's going to be a sack back at the 37-yard line, and that was number 68, Jacob Sadovac. 
That's bad communication on the left side of the line by the Panthers. Jacob James, David Larkins, you had a guy blitzing. I, th- I think David might have been thinking about if he was going to release and, and he was just able to come through. So, you know, get a nine-yard loss on that for the Panthers. So pick up the short first down with Catania, and you're almost back to where you were before uh, on the previous series. So, I mean, this is... Yeah, you know, almost a second and 20. Might as well be at second and 18 with the way Elder's offense has been slowly getting yards. Second down and 18. From the 37, the Panthers will go. Two wide left side. Now Larkin goes in motion along with Ramsey. Ramsey sets up to the left. Shotgun Luby rolling to the left. Looking, throwing, complete. It's it's uh, postal, and he gets out of bounds at about the 48 yard line so a gain of about 11 it'll be a manageable situation here now yeah it gets up to about the 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 start of the draw first down marker so gets there they're going to mark him almost in the middle of the field so panthers being in the middle of the field i mean it's a big third down to get i mean you want to at least if you can if not you don't pick up first at least gain some yards so that your punt can, can pin them back a little bit third down and eight Ball spotted right around the 48-yard line. 8.59 remaining third quarter. LaSalle with the lead. Setting up now right is Luby. Rolling to the right. Throwing down the right side. Looking for Royer. He goes up and can't get this one. Mundy on the block along. We has double team with Jalen Johnson as well, and it is incomplete. It'll be fourth down for the Panthers. Great coverage by LaSalle, and if Elder is, is going into this football game 27-6, to thinking they're going to rely on jump balls to Royer, who's the guy circled on the depth chart, it's going to be a long second half for the Panther offense. That cannot be the solution. Fourth down and eight at the 48-yard line. Dieter's back at his 32-yard line. And setting up uh, Norwood, I believe, is back deep. It's, and it's going to bounce at the 15, let's see, right around there. And it's still going close to the 12-yard line. So that's where LaSalle will have it. Good kick by Dieters. 8.41 remaining here in quarter number two. And it's all LaSalle. They lead it 27-6. to And, Phil, just what we didn't want to have happen here to start the second half. The Elder Panthers get the football, and what happens? The drive just kind of stalls. Yeah, drive stalls out. They get a few few pickups, and then all of a sudden stalls out. Like I said, if you're going to try to throw jump balls to Joe Royer after letting it develop, eventually, you know, South's defense has been pretty good tonight. Two or three guys are going to just congregate to that area, and it's going to make it very hard for them to make a play. First and 10 at the 12-yard line for the Lancers. They set up with Branham, and now he's going to keep it himself. Branham spins to about the 15 to the 16-yard line, where Tanner Purdue met him on the tackle for the Panthers. And this is where, like I said, the Elders' defense, you know, got to get stops at the same time. You get an opportunity to stand a guy up. You get an opportunity to pop a ball out or things like that. I mean, that's what the Panther defense needs to be looking to do. Got to get a turnover here. Second down and seven from the 12-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the right side and one to the left side. Not much doing on that. They're going to, let's see, it's not the 12. They got it at the 15-yard line. Second and seven from the 15 as they finally change the scoreboard here. A little slow to the scoreboard. Two wide to the right. Now one to the left side. And now Branham gives it off to setting up now across the 20-25. He's out to the 30-yard line. And that is... Porter for LaSalle as he got the carry. And another Lancer first down, and the Panthers really need to get off the field here quickly. 7.53 remaining in the third quarter. Lancers have a 27-6 lead. I think, Phil, at this point, 14-yard gain on that one. I think at this point, if Lancers score here, it could be uh, could be over. We have three wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. 
27-6, LaSalle on top, 7.35 remaining in this third quarter. Branham a quarterback. Four wide receivers for the Lancers. Three left, one right. Now Branham's going to run it. And he runs across the 30-yard line. And Sanders and company got a handle on it. It was Keys off to the right trying to get him. Everybody stacked him up. And it'll be second down coming up. Yeah, you know, and this is one of the things. I mean, Elder's defense, you, you got to take the, I mean, you'd be taking this personally. I mean, you're getting absolutely owned out there. So you got to make more plays like that's that first down play there. Got to make that play again on second down. Get off the field. I mean, you've got to get off the field, get your offense back on the field if you want to win this football game. Second and seven from the 33. This time again, Porter across the 35 to the 36-yard line. A gain of three. It'll be third down coming up for the Lancers. Right, just good zone blocking there by LaSalle. Right, getting a guy a hat on a hat and moving down the field. I mean, that's an easy pickup, making this a very makeable third down in the middle field. In fact, really, I mean, if I'm LaSalle, this is third and fourth down. I mean, you, yeah. you got you got two downs to pick this up with the way Elder's defense can't stop Porter. Three wide to the right, and they go to the playoff uh, as they get to the sidelines. They've got two wide left. So five wide receivers, and Zach Branham, the quarterback, We'll line up at his 32 to get the shotgun snap, but he's going to run it. He's across the 35 to the 41-yard line, maybe the 42-yard line, before he is stacked up by J- Joey Stemmler of the Panthers. So first down again for the Lancers. They mark it right around the 43-yard line, 42, with 6.08 remaining in this third quarter. The Lancers with a 27-6 lead. Three wide right, one wide left. Shotgun for Branham. He's got Porter in the backfield, number 24. He's going to line up to the left side of Branham this time as the clock continues to run. And the give to Porter. Porter's going to carry it across the 40 to the 43-yard line. So a gain of about one, maybe two. And Tanner Purdue on the tackle for the Panthers. The elders' defense, you know, they're they're, they're making plays, uh, you know, but they're not they're not making enough of them. I mean, we we're, we've seen this before, where the Panthers get a stop on first down, but they can't can't get that stop on second, and it's an eight, nine, ten yard. I mean, it, it, they have to string together something. I mean, they got to get off the field. I mean, they they are looking. The Panthers are looking at the scoreboard and the clock right now. They got to know time is running out. Uh, you know, got to make a play. The coaches can call whatever they want from the sidelines, whatever, but those 11 guys on the field, somebody's got to make a play. Second and eight from the 44, 5.03 remaining in the third quarter. One wide to the right, and now Branham's going to step back. He's looking. Nicholas Paff on the blitz, but uh, not able to stop him going out of bounds at about the 47-yard line, so a gain of three. He got out of bounds, but Paff and company, Seeger, everybody was in on that. And this clock, I mean, we're under five minutes. You know, I mean, the Panthers, you know, like we said, time-wise, it's it's getting short for them. And defensively, you know, they got LaSalle in a perfect spot here. You know, not at the 50, a long third down, get, get a big stop here and force them to punt. They mark it at the 47. It's a third and four for the Lancers. Branham looks to the sidelines, gets ready to call the play. He's got Porter in the backfield. They're lining up with only with the... Uh, 
one wide to the right side, one to the left side, and now looking is Branham rolling to the right, throws it. It's complete to about the 48-yard line, but not much doing there, and that was Anthony Miners on the catch for the Lancers. Dieters makes the play for the Panthers. Johnny on the spot, so there's not a big gain on that because, I mean, it's dangerous if he doesn't make that tackle. There was no other white jerseys over there, and that would have been a first-down pickup. So you force the punt. For the you, you force the punt here. Seibert will look to uh, kick this one away at his 33-yard line. It's a fourth and five from the 48-yard line. The Panthers at the 20-yard line. Did they got Ramsey back there to uh, return this, or is that is that still Thaman? Because it looked tough to tell from this angle. Fourth and five from the 48-yard line. And now the kick is going to be a long one. It's actually Thayman. It was. And Thayman, it bounces out of bounds at around the five-yard line. And a great kick by Seibert as he put it right out of bounds where he should have. And this is the Elders' offense. This is time. I mean, it, it's go time now. I mean, you absolutely have to score on this drive. Uh, it, it is not a question of of if. It, it's how. I mean, it's got to be done. You know, you got to get down. I mean, the Elders' offense. This, I mean, with the clock, we're under, we're almost under four minutes. You had nothing doing on your first drive. You stayed out there way too long. You got the defense off the field, luckily. But now, I mean, Elder's offense, I mean, you, is this yeah. one, too, you start thinking about going for it on fourth downs in the middle of the field? You might have to. A 42-yard punt with no return at the 10-yard line. They marked it first down and 10 for the Panthers. They'll go five wide. Set up now is Luby. Runs it in the five wide. Set across the fifth to around the 15-yard line. A gain of five. With 4.05 to go here in the third quarter of a scoreless third quarter. The, the Lancers led 27-6 to at halftime, and that's where we stand right now. Both teams have had one possession, and both teams have punted. Second down and five from the 15-yard line for the Panthers. 3.48 remaining and counting. Here in quarter number three, one wide to the left, two to the right. Luby steps back at his 10-yard line. Shotgun formation, and now looks to throw from there. Stepping up, he's got some time. Now rolls to his left side and throws complete to the 20-yard line. Oh, let's see. And it's complete to Postal right around the 20-yard line. And yeah, he was just yeah. down. He, he kind of fallen down. He was on his knees right there when he caught the ball. Uh, but able to keep it in. Almost dropped it, but the Panthers pick it up. But i tell you one thing right now, Len, it's just bugging me up here. Our body language just does not look like a team that, that's down. I mean, there's no sense of urgency, kind of a lot of hands on the hips. I mean, guy picks up a first down, and not a lot of guys running over. And like, hey, great job. First and ten from the 20. They set up now, and now Luby shotgun. He still rolls to his right side, and now looking, throwing down the field. He's got, he's got Postal down at the 42-yard line. So Postal gets into Lancer territory with the catch that time, and that'll be something to move the chains. And go all the way back. That's what happened in, in, the, in the first quarter when they threw that ball to Royer. You know, they ran that play. Luby went on the run, rolled out to his right. They took Ramsey in motion, brought him over too, so you didn't know if maybe you're throwing the ball to Ramsey. You know, but they complete a 38-yard pass to Postal. And prior to that, that was the long one to Royer who got over the top on the same play. Yeah, 38 yards on the completion of first and 10 at the Lancer 42-yard line. One wide to the left side. Luby goes in motion. This time it's going to be Ramsey to the 40. 35, well, about the 36-yard line. 
where he gets about six yards on that first down carry, but Ramsey getting a chance behind uh, center that time. Yeah, just trying something different. You know, get, gets a little bit of pickup on second down, so you know, get down to almost a 35. You know, Panther offense, but I mean, 216. You, to, I really think they have life in this football game. You, you got to score before this quarter's up. You got Royer's going to line up as a wide receiver to the right side. They've got two now to the left. They move Volmer to the right now. Two to the right. So. Looking Luby throwing, it's complete to Volmer at the 30, down to the 25-yard line. He's out of bounds at around the 22-yard line, which a gain of 15, and that is enough for a first down for the Panthers. So they stack Volmer and Royer on the right side and send them on routes almost like one after the other, and then they broke off. And when they broke off, Volmer's able to sit and make that catch, and the defense backs from LaSalle you know, weren't able to come up and make a play quick enough. So like you said, Elder picked up the first down. That clock's still ticking, but let's see if Elder can punch this in before the quarter. First down and 10 for the Panthers. They mark it at the 25-yard line. One, make that two to the left. Looking left is Luby. Looks, he's got Ramsey open, and it's complete at about, no, incomplete. And that ball, you know, it's funny because Ramsey was open for a while, but the ball took a long time to get there. Well, and let's go back. That's right. Rewind the tape. Postal did the same thing in the first quarter. This is the same thing with the drive. Right over on that exact same spot, almost on the 20, looked to catch and run before he had the football. So, you know, you can't make that move until you have the football. And Drew just does the exact same thing there. Coach Ramsey's right on the spot, just getting on him. I mean, that... That's what we're talking about. you got to make plays, and when plays are there, I mean, that's a perfect opportunity. So move on. Let's make another one. A minute 32 to go in the third quarter, 27-6 Lancers. Panthers have a second down and 10 at the 25. Two wide to the left side. Setting up now the give to Ramsey. Ramsey going to throw. It is completed about the 18-yard line to Postal, and a throw from Ramsey to Postal after the carry. Yeah, and that ball, too, almost went in the dirt on Postal. Ramsey was being pursued pretty heavily, but Postal was uncovered, so he's able to get it to him. But it still brings up a third down. Third and four. They mark it around the 18-yard line. With a minute five to go here in the third. Two wide to the right. Now two to the left side. Luby, shotgun, rolls, and now he's going to run it across the 15 to the 10. And he got to about maybe the 11-yard line. That should be enough for another Elder Panther first down with 56 seconds remaining. Yeah, the Panthers get the first down. Matthew Luby, portions of tonight's game sponsored by financial advisor Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati. You can give them a call, 513-562-8304. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley. Setting up a first and 10 at the 12. They go left side incomplete intended for Ramsey, and that looked like that could have been intercepted, Phil. And that's got to be a communication error between between Luby and Ramsey because Luby went to throw the football when Ramsey was breaking his route at about the six-yard line with his back to him. And so it's like Luby was thinking one thing and, and Ramsey was thinking another. So you almost had two Lancers that had the opportunity uh, to, to make that just a horrible probably the end of Elder's Night. Second and 10 from the 12. Too wide to the right side. Now Luby sets up looking right. Looking right still. Throws it to Ramsey at about the 15. He's down to the 10. And he's going to get out of bounds at about the 8-yard line on the right corner. So Drew Ramsey gets the completion for a few yards there, but uh, still going to be a third down coming up for the Panthers. 27 ticks of the clock remain here in quarter number 3. It'll be a third down and 7. 
They mark the football just shy of the nine-yard line. So the Panthers can get a first down inside, not getting a touchdown. So at the two-yard line, they've got Dakota Postal lined up wide to the left. They've got three to the right side. Now two with Royer and Vollmer. Here's a shotgun for Luby, looking left, throwing in the left side of the end zone, incomplete, intended for Ramsey. He got hit pretty hard there on the left side, and uh, it'll be a fourth down coming up for the Panthers, and Ramsey's a little bit slow to get up. Yeah, he got hit in, uh, in the upper portion of his back as he went up for the football and went airborne, so he's a little slow. I mean, you know, that pass was, was kind of there, but it was broken up on that hit for the uh you know, by the Lancers, so we drew Ramsey down the field with about 22 seconds left, and when we come back from this, you know, the Panthers are going to be looking at a fourth and seven, which, I mean, this is absolutely yeah. go to go for. Yeah, you have to go for it here. Now, portions of tonight's game brought to you by Red Wing Shoes for over 114 years. The Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work in outdoor, and now the, with the Red Wing Shoe Store Ultimate Fit Experience, you will receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment get the ultimate fit experience in one of the five cincinnati red wing shoe locations at western hills florence kentucky eastgate mason and tri-county and ramsey's going to get up and that's good news and go to the sidelines and uh walking off kind of on his own power there to the right side yeah one of the interesting things that i looked down a stat sheet and i'm not saying there is there, there haven't been a lot of penalties in this game, and there have you know, every time a pass goes up for both teams, I'm always looking back at the line of scrimmage to see, you know, if anything's coming back with holding, you know, because sometimes those big plays down the field, the, the biggest fear you have is looking back and seeing a 50-yard play get pulled back, and and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I haven't really seen a lot of laundry, no. and really, right now, we only have one penalty in the football game, 15 yards, and it's the Panthers, you know, all the way back on that punt. Yeah. You know, so that's been about it. It's been a pretty clean football game. So Marco Sabato is going to come in the game as a wide receiver to the right side. Larkin goes in motion to the left. They've got Postal to the right, looking left and looking at Royer. Lau rolling to the left. Still with the football is Luby at the 20, stepping back, and going to roll to it. He's still with the football at the 20. Now to the 50. Throws it in the corner of the end zone. Royer touchdown. What a play by Luby to Royer to find it. And you can't hold the ball, hold the uh, defense that long. And they're going to get a touchdown. And Matthew Luby does a great job. Yeah, I think it was about 22 seconds when this play started. The Panthers run it all the way down to eight. Luby scrambles all the way to the left sideline, scrambles back, and is able to make the play. I mean, in fact, I mean, Sabato was open on one of the first rollouts. Coming back across, I saw Sabato open deep. Royer then eventually though becomes the easiest target to get the ball to so they are going to go for one here with, with Harmeyer to kick with eight ticks left and they set up with Thayman to hold this extra point and the kick is up and it is blocked no good a 12 play 90 yard drive ends with a blocked extra point and it's LaSalle 27 the Elder Panthers 12 on the Prep Sports Radio Network Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. 
the Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Eight seconds remain in the third quarter. The Panthers get a touchdown as Joe Royer in the left corner of the end zone after Matthew Luby had just held everybody in check, went left, went right, and got it into the left corner of the end zone to, to Luby. But the extra point was no good. So 27-12 to 12 is the score. LaSalle with the lead, and the Panthers will get ready to kick this one off. I would not be shocked if the Panthers try an onside kick here. 27 to 12. Eight seconds remain here in quarter number three. Now Harmeyer is going to set up. And I think LaSalle's got some people on their hands team too up here. So it could be. Yeah, it's always safe in these situations to be ready for that. And Harmeyer does kick it but kicks it short. It's going to bounce off a LaSalle Lancer. And they recover it at the 28-yard line. So uh, interesting there. But the Lancers will get the football to start. Here, with just five ticks of the clock remaining in quarter number three with a 27-12 to 12 lead. But, Phil, another must-stop situation. Absolutely. I mean, this this is get off the field. I mean, you're going to get one play, and it's going to be the end of the third quarter. But you, this has got to be a three-and-out series. It'll be a three-and-out or a turnover. I mean, Elder needs the football, and they need a quick uh, time of possession. You know, is starting to equal out, but LaSalle has been eating precious seconds, and Elder hasn't been scoring as quick in the past. So, I mean, they're going to need to get on the board a few more times to win this one. So uh, first and 10 at the 29 for the Lancers. One wide to the left side, right side, and now one to the left. And now setting up is Branham. Branham rolls, and it's going to be picked up uh, out to about the 34-yard line is Cam Porter for LaSalle. And that will do it for the third quarter of play at Lancer Stadium. It's LaSalle. They are 12 minutes away from a GCL South Championship. They lead it 27 to 12 over Elder. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. I'm Deacon Bob Fay. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, and Lancer Stadium getting ready to start the fourth quarter of play. The Panthers scored on their last drive, 12 plays, 90 yards, but both extra points have not been good tonight, and Harmeyer was perfect all season. Today, a little bit of problems. The first one he missed, the second one looked like it was blocked. Yeah, well, and a lot of them, the pressure coming from the left side. The, you know, the Panthers aren't getting that push over there on the left side like they need to to get those guys out so they can't pursue it here. But this this is a must-stop situation for the Panthers. And they set up a second and seven. There's a sack back at the 30-yard line. 
and the Panthers get a big play, and I think that was uh, Jonathan Paff. Yeah, Jonathan Paff came out and made a play. Uh, so that's exactly what we were talking about there. Branham was almost falling backwards as Paff got to him because he tried to make a move and just wasn't able to get there. So, uh, you know, the Panthers, this is a big third down. Third and ten from the 34-yard line for the Lancers. Now they set it up at the 30-yard line, third and 10 from the 30-yard line. Three wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun for Branham. He's got uh, Porter in the backfield, but he looks to throw. Looks to the right side, the right corner. It's complete at about the 44-yard line uh, of LaSalle before Connor, before Sanders took him backwards. Uh, but they're going to... They're going to say the ball was spotted around the 40-yard line, and it was Smith. Devontae Smith catches the ball at the 40-yard line. Yeah, they easily picked up a first down. The spot should have been about a yard further downfield. I mean, that was a that was an easy first down pickup for the Lancers. First and 10 at the 40. They set up three wide to the left side and one to the right. The Panthers trailing 27-12 to with 11 minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Branham steps back at his 35-yard line for the shotgun snap. And now gets it, rolls to the left, throws it. It's complete to outside to the 50, and he's into elder territory at the 48-yard line as Cam Porter. Uh, and we look at the total offensive plays. It's elder now. It looks close, Phil. It looks like a closer game. 287 to 284. The Panthers actually have three more yards. Well, and two. Elders ran 46 offensive plays. LaSalle's ran 45. Yeah. I mean... It's it really, I mean, that, that, you're looking at this, this football game. I mean, that, that block field goal, t- uh, that block punt touchdown, you know, is gonna, is a huge difference maker if the Panthers can get off the field here. Three wide to the right, now give to Porter. Porter inside the 50 to the 48 yard line. Uh, as always, it was Tanner Purdue, Sandus, everybody uh, on there, including Seeger and Jonathan Paff. Panthers get a lot of people in there. 10 10 to play in the fourth. 27 to 12, the LaSalle Lancers looking to win the GCL South Championship, but the Elder Panthers have something to say about that. One wide to the left side, now two to the right. Second down at 10 from the 49. Braff going to give it to Porter. He's tackled by Seeger at the 49 yard line. Big tackle for the Panthers. Yeah, Nicholas Seeger. Pay tackle for a loss, so you're going to look at a long third down here in the middle of the field. So we'll see if the Panther. I mean, this is where they've had some problems. LaSalle, you know, third down conversions, you know, have been thir- three of eight tonight, but Elder, it's been key third downs that they haven't been able to get stops on. Smith to the left, two wide receivers to the right. Branham on a third and 11 from the 49 yard line. He's got Porter in the backfield for help. Big third and 11 with 9.15 to play. Fourth quarter, LaSalle 27 to 12 with the lead. Branham rolls to his right on the snap. Now throws. It is to the sidelines. It's going to be incomplete. And the Panthers will get a fourth down here and a chance at a stop as LaSalle will have to kick this one away on a fourth and 11. Yeah, and really this just gets it gets Elder into a situation where, you know, you're going to get to see what Cyber can do as far as his kick. We saw the last one to hit the five and bounce back. He also kicked one earlier. It was a little bit closer kicked one out of the end zone so you know he's got a leg they're averaging 38 yards a punt so you know this could be a, a big big uh, play for the lancers Thayman at his 15 yard line cybert at his 35 with a fourth and 11 at the 50 here comes the snap there's the kick by cybert 
they bring a couple of people, but it's going to go to the left side and bounce, and it's going to keep going, and it's taking a LaSalle bounce at the one, but he rolls into the end zone. So I think, is it at the one-yard line? But he rolled into the end zone, Phil, so does that still count as uh, he did not, he stopped it. They're going to mark it at the one-yard line. I don't know. I That's don't know not the, a good call. That's, I don't know that, the finer points on that, but. That should I mean, have been a touchback. You know, I, I mean, if I'm going to pull the, uh, you know, pull the basketball, the basketball knowledge out that I, that I, the, the, the little that I do have, uh, you know, if you dive for a loose ball and you slide trying to get the ball, technically, if your momentum takes you, it's not supposed to be a traveling call. It can, it can be a right. judgment call on that. But this one here, I, they're having a conversation. I, you know, I, that's got to be. A, that's got to be a touch. Yeah, it's a 49-yard kick if it stands. It's a tremendous punt. Then they just and rolled it a touchback. It is a touchback because it should have been. That's the, yeah, exactly. they're going to say that he rolled in yeah. the end zone, never established no. stopping the ball, you know, that sort of thing. So you can't necessarily, I mean, his momentum took him into the end zone. Uh, it's not stopping it. So Panthers get lucky. Yeah. But here's the key. 8.59, you got three timeouts. I mean, the timeout, none of that matters. It, the Panthers need to score this football by about the six-minute Now, mark. you're down 15. I would get the seven first, but two wide receivers to the right setting up. And now Luby to throw. Setting up throws. It's complete to Royer. He's at the 40 around the 39-yard line. So a gain of 19 for Joe Royer on first down. And the Panthers get a get the big play, and I think they just got to keep going back and see if Royer can get open because he's their he's their big play guy. Well, it looks like they're going to start throwing the ball down the field more. They ran two vertical routes on that, uh, Royer being a shorter one, uh, so they're going to try to get the ball down the field. I mean, that's a, it's got to be big plays. Like I said, they got to they got to score this ball by about six minute mark at the latest. And Luby's going to give it to Ramsey. He's going to throw it incomplete, and Ramsey tried to get it to Neiman, and he threw it. It was incomplete, and they marked the football at the thirty seven. So it was a 17-yard reception by Royer. That's the second time, you know, the third time they tried to run that. Ramsey rolls out. But he's got no chance to make the throw because both the guys out there, Carter Smith and Zach Schlack, they, they don't pick up the guy who's pursuing Ramsey. So Ramsey has no chance. Scotty Neiman's the intended receiver. I mean, that ball barely made it to him because Ramsey's, you know, trying to throw the ball from his back. Three wide receivers to the left side, and now two make it one to the right. Luby on a second and ten from the 37. Now he's going to run it. He's running across the 35 to the 40. He's out to the 44-yard line. Actually, the 43-yard line is where uh, they will mark it, and Luby gets about uh, six yards on that. It'll be third down coming up with 8.30 remaining here in the fourth quarter. LaSalle with a 27-12 to lead. Clock continues to run with 8.22 down. Panthers need a first down here, a third and five. They're going to mark it at the 43. One wide and Neiman to the right. Ramsey and Royer to the left. Shotgun for Luby. Luby looks to the right, throws, complete to Neiman, and Neiman is going to catch it at the 49-yard line. I believe Elder is going to call a timeout here. Let's see. No, they're going to move no, the chains. They just yeah. need to get the change. The clock stops. And this is where Elder's got to take advantage. Like, they need to be ready to go You know, as they wind that clock as the ball's set here. So we get to the eight-minute mark, and, and the Panthers have moved the ball to the to the other positive side of the 50, but still you know, a long ways from the end zone. 7.52 to go. It's first and 10 at the 49-yard line of LaSalle. Panthers trail by 15, too wide to the left, and Luby rolling. Luby rolling, setting up at the 45, now steps up at the 50, throws it for Royer down the sidelines, and I don't think he got an inbound. There's a flag down right around the 15. I think we're going to get 
A catch, and let Phil, did he get no, one? not a no. catch. He's no. out of bounds, okay. but there's a flag on there, and I'm not sure if you're going to get all. I didn't see the offense defensive. I was trying to watch whether Matthew Lubu is going to cross the line of scrimmage on his throw, and it is going to be defensive pass interference uh, on LaSalle. And Berger, Berger was calling the, offense, the pass interference, and Royer got the pass interference call, so the Panthers get a break and a first down. And again, I didn't see it. I think it was before I looked down there when the ball, because my concern was as Matthew Luby was running towards the line of scrimmage as if he was going to get rid of that ball before he got to the sticks. But he gets the ball down to Royer. Royer was in triple coverage, still almost makes a play. And... Well, the referees are having a conversation. And well, they're yeah. just trying to mark, the, mark it off here. So now they're going to mark it off. They step at the 45, and now... They will mark off the 15-yard. But in the meantime, Dr. Ken Shore of Shore Optical make your world look a whole lot more in focus. Good eyesight is a key to success in school, work, sports. If you think your vision is not what it should be, then let 1979 elder grad Dr. Ken Shore give you a complete eye examination. That's Shore Optical at 451-0010. They still have not put the football down. Well, they should be stepping this off from the original mark, which was the 49 Right. Yard line. So, I mean, should we stepping it off from there? But they started stepping it off at about the 45. All right. So, so now they're, they're, yeah, now they got it. Now, finally. So, a uh, little bit of confusion here. 7.39 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And the Panthers will have the football right at the 34-yard line of LaSalle. So, 15 yards from the 49 is correct. Is it, is it math yeah. crazy yeah, like yeah, that? It's, it's amazing. You know, we got 15 yards correct here. Two wide to the right. Setting up a shotgun, a first and ten for the Panthers. They go Larkin in motion, and now it's Luby. Luby looks to Ramsey, now fakes it, going to run it himself. And Ramsey and he gets inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, a gain of five. It'll be second down coming up with seven and a half to go in the fourth. Panthers trailing at 27 to 12. So even if they score here, they still need another touchdown and possibly a two-point conversion, depending on if they go for two on this yeah, and I'm still standing by that the six-minute mark is is very key for the Panthers to be in the end zone by then. Second and four from the 29. Luby's going to run it. Steps inside the 30. He's going to get to about the 26-yard line before he is taken down. Start of the play by number 37. It was Jake Mingus on the tackle for the LaSalle Lancers. 6.55 remaining here in quarter number four. Panthers trail 27-12. to 12. It'll be a third down and three at the Lancer 29-yard line. you got to think here. Got to get the first down first, though, Phil. It's a big third down. Neiman to the right side. Royer to the left. So they're going big here, Phil. And they go Ramsey fake and Luby keep, and he's going to run across to about the 25, 26-yard line. Uh, that is not going to be enough for a first down. It's going to be fourth and about a yard, maybe two. Yeah, and I mean, it just... I mean, that clock, it just, it's, Elder's just taking so much time. And the only reason I say is Elder's defense hasn't been able to get off the field quickly. They've been getting off the field, but it's been after three and four minute drives. So you, you can't give LaSalle a ton of time. I mean, you got to make sure you got some left for yourself. Fourth and two from the 26. The biggest play of the game for the Panthers now looking. Luby throws. It is complete. Down to Vomer. He's inside the 20 to the. 15-yard line where they finally get him out of bounds, but Vollmer always seems to find a way to get open in a key spot. 
Yeah, big play. Caught the ball first, then made his move. We've seen it before with Pancevic a chance to pick up some key first downs, and that has not been the case there. Catches it, gets gets out of bounds, clock stops. So we're sitting at 555. You know, Panthers, you know, need to get the ball into the end zone, though. First and 10 at the 16, two wide to the left side, two to the right. Shotgun, they go Ramsey in motion, the fake to him, looking left, now to Ramsey complete, inside the 20, he's to the 15, down out of bounds at around the 13 yard line, so not much of a game there, maybe 3 yards, but he did get out of bounds. Yeah, so they still get some positive yards. You know, the key is at the end of that, he didn't get a big game, but he got out of bounds. He didn't fight for extra yards. That's what we talked about at the end of the second second quarter is you just got to be a smart player and know whether it's better to get out of bounds and give up rather than fighting for yards and keeping that clock running. They got a yard on the play officially, so it's a second and nine from the 15. Ramsey will line up to the right. It's Neiman to the left side. Royer's inside right. And now setting up now, looking is Luby. Luby looking to throw to the right side, going to run it inside the 10. He's to the 5. He goes to the 1. He fumbles the football, and I think LaSalle has it. I think I think LaSalle has it. Let's nope. see. Nope. They're going to call him down. Oh. They're calling him down? Is that what the call is? The ball definitely did come out right around the 1-yard line. Crowd they're going like, to call him down on that. I thought he got hit. Now, they might be. Here's the thing. He was going over on the sideline. Everybody over here, I mean, we're all the way away. He could have stepped out of bounds. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, before he got hit. So, first I don't know. And, first and goal. They give up the middle. They continue for the touchdown. And the Panthers have a touchdown. It's 27-18 pending the extra point. So big play for the Panthers, gets the ball into the end zone. We're sitting at the 525 mark. You know, again, the ball's over there on that sideline. Luby's running up sideline, could have stepped out of bounds because they didn't mark him at the goal line where the hit and the fumble took place. They marked him down at about the one-yard line. So they marked him at the one, so he probably more than likely stepped out. Panthers are going to go for one here on a kick. That left side of the line can't, can't have any leaks. And they set up now. Here's the snap, Harmeyer to kick. The kick this time is up and good. So with 5.25 remaining in the fourth quarter, don't go anywhere. It's LaSalle 27, the Elder Panthers 19. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We are at Lancer Stadium. The Panthers at one point trailed 21 to nothing. Uh, they were down 27 to 6 at the half. They now trail 27 to 19. Joseph Catania with a one-yard touchdown run at 525 left. The extra point this time was good. So two extra points missed. 27 to 19. Luby hit Royer on a nine-yard touchdown earlier to cap off a drive. And the Panthers now with 525 left have to get a stop. They're going to kick it off to the Lancers. And the Lancers will set up back deep is Cam Porter as Harmeyer will look to kick this one off with 5.25 to go. So right now down by 8 
are the Panthers, but they have to stop and get the ball back and score. And Harmeyer will kick this one kind of a line drive. It's going to bounce at about the 15 and picked up around the 20, 25-30 after the 35-yard line. And Jalen Norwood gets to about the 37-yard line. So a good return by Norwood after kind of a fumble. And this has got to be a three and out for the older defense. There is nothing. It's got to be three and out or turnover. If you let LaSalle pick up first down with 517 to go, you're going to burn your timeouts. You're going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to really, you're going to have to burn them much faster than you want. You're not going to have anything left. Uh, for your offense uh, uh, to get. So you want to, this has got to be a three and out or, or maybe hope to see if you can get a turnover here. First and ten at the 37 for the Lancers. Three wide receivers to the right. Now two to the left side. Shotgun formation for Branham. And now the fake, and Branham's going to keep it across the 40. He's got to the 45 and falls down. Otherwise, he could have broke it bigger. And Branham's upset with himself there. He fell down. Yeah, I'd love to see that same upset, uh, attitude from the elder defense. Not one of them is upset that he picked up eight yards. Not one of them. We're at second down and two. The ball spotted right around the 30, actually the 45-yard line. Two wide, make that three now to the left, two to the right. So empty backfield for Branham. Zach Branham's done a good job here in the second half of just running the football. And now in motion goes Porter, the give to Porter. Porter's going to carry it across around the 35, 45, rather, and he gets out of bounds at around the 49-yard line, and I think that's going to be enough. Well, no, there's going to be a holding call on that one. On the outside, Tommy Thiemann trying to get around the edge, got separation, and did what exactly what you do. You got separation, your shoulder pads are moving to the right, to the left, and you can't get there and your arms are out. That's an easy call. Now, that's the first holding call of the football game. That is, and it's amazing that there hasn't been more, but uh, the Lancers will this will go back now to the 33-yard line. 4.33 remain in the fourth quarter. LaSalle leads it 27-19. to They led 27-6 to at the half. One wide to the left, second and 15. Three to the right. Branham shotgun, empty backfield now. On this second down and 15, the ball spotted at the 33-yard line. Branham looks to the sidelines for the play. And with 4.33 left. Setting up now, Branham steps back at his 25, rolling. Now throws it. It is incomplete, but he had Connor Keyes right in front of him, and he heard the footsteps. Yeah, a little bit of pressure, so he got rid of the football. Uh, you know, just making sure it doesn't throw one off back foot, cause an interception, give it to the Panthers easy. So it's third and 15, you know, 428. We know that LaSalle's offense has the ability, though, to pick these things up. Porter's had some big runs. They've had some big throws down the field. So Elder's defense lining up right now, which looks like for like a jailbreak blitz. So we'll see what this is going to bring. Yeah, they set up with two wide to the left and two to the right. They go with Porter in the backfield. Again, calling to the sidelines for the play. 4.28 remaining. Set up with two wide right. Now looking. Now stepping up. Looking, looking, rolling. Now going to run it across the 35 to the 40. Branham gets hit hard at the 45-yard line. Big hit on the play by Bartley Thomas. And they get it to the 45, so 
But that's what yeah. they saw as far as Elder is going to bring everybody up the middle. Buller comes running after him, but there's nobody in contain on the outside. So they get to a, a fourth and short. So right here, this has got to be a big one. Elder got to get guys off the field. And then, two, watch the, the fake. football. Yes. Watch the football. Watch the fake. Whatever it is, just you got to make sure you get possession here on this. And that clock is ticking. So that was a running play, so look for LaSalle to, to milk this. 3.42 left in the fourth. Getting ready to pump this one away at the 30-yard line. Thamen back at his 20. The snap, and now Seibert's going to kick it to the right corner. And it's Thamen catches it at the 15. Thamen is tackled right back at around the 15-yard line. So the Panthers have to go 85 yards. They need not only a touchdown, but they need a two-point conversion they are down by eight 27 to 19 325 with all of their timeouts phil yep so you got everything is in their favor here thing is though is that their offense everybody this is the time all 11 guys four or five subs on sideline everybody's got to be johnny on the spot there can't be a single guy that isn't paying attention or sleeping or hustling on and off the field you can't burn a timeout for for not having a guy on the field and offensively if something doesn't go right right now move on to the next play move on move on because at this point it is just the next play that matters they'll set up a first and 10 at the 15 yard line luby shotgun he's got ramsey to the left side two to the right side ramsey goes in motion and now the fake and luby's going to keep it across the 15 to the 20 he's out to about the 24 yard line and he's got to get up and get the play going with 315 to go clock continues to run down to 310 It'll be a second down coming up for the Panthers. They mark it right around the 25-yard line. Second and two. Two wide to the right. Now looking to give to Catania. Catania across the 25. He's to the 30. 35 to the 40. To the 41-yard line before he is taken down. But a gain of 16 yards for Joseph Catania and a first down. Yeah, and the Panthers, they has got to be quick. Get ready so when the ball's set here and that clock runs, when they move the sticks, they can go. Catania with that one, and now with a first and ten, at the uh, they'll mark it at the 41-yard line. 2.44 left. Here's Luby rolling to his left, throws complete to Postal at the 45 to the 50. He's into LaSalle territory, runs it up the field, though, at the 41. And Elder should have probably got out of bounds there, Phil, but uh, they yeah, I mean, the clock's going to stop when, when, they, when they reset the sticks, but, you know, I mean, there's a difference between maybe two or three yards. You know, and we know it's got a quick clock here, so I don't know. But Panthers got it. We're ticking below 230. 2.30 and counting. They set up now. It's Luby rolling to the right, stepping up, throwing. It's Royer complete at the 28-yard line of LaSalle. And another first down for the Panthers with 2.18 remaining. Yeah, the offense is clicking right now. And that throw worried me a little bit because there were three guys in coverage that could have came up and made a play and didn't have their heads turned. So you know that that's going to be on their radar So that clock rolls. First and 10 for the Panthers at the LaSalle 28-yard line. 2.07 remaining. Two wide left side. Make it three now. They go Vollmer in motion to the left. Now rolling left is Luby. Looking to throw. Completes it over to Vollmer. And Vollmer gets out of bounds at about the 22-yard. Let's see where they mark it. They're going to mark it right around the 24-yard line, I believe. And it is out of bounds. So the clock stops with a minute 56 to go. Panthers, of course, need the touchdown and the two-point conversion. 
All right. So, and you still got your timeout, so there's a ton of time here. A ton of time. Uh, you know, if you get the opportunity to get it on one play, it's fine, but it doesn't have to be a long scramble. You know, Matthew Luby just make the right decisions. And they mark it a second down right around at five at the 23. Luby rolling to the right. Steps up in the pocket. Throws. It is complete. It's Vollmer. Vollmer at the 15 to about the 13-yard line. And it moves so the, the yeah. chain, so the clock's going to yeah. stop shortly. Panthers are going to play in quick and then go. You know, we're at a minute 49, so he rolls the clock. Ball set. You know, there's got to be a little bit quicker on that. First and ten, the Panthers set up, and now they're going to mark it right around the 14-yard line. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. Luby rolling to the throws it complete. It's it's Postal right around this eight-yard line, and he goes out of bounds. And Dakota Postal with a catch to the eight-yard line. So the Panthers now with a minute 32 to go. Again, they need not only a touchdown, but they need the two-point conversion. Two earlier missed extra points. We are going to get a timeout here, called by LaSalle. Kelsey Chevrolet has opened the Tri-State's newest and largest pre-owned car superstores, selling all makes and models from their family to yours for life. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet or Kelsey Pre-Owned Vehicles, Route 50, Lawrenceburg, or KelseyChev.com. A minute 32 remain in this fourth quarter. The Panthers have a second down and four. The ball is going to be spotted right around the seven-yard line. So the Panthers needing not only a touchdown but a two-point conversion as well but they are down 27 to 19 the lancers had the lead they led 27 to 6 at the half and holding on here but the panthers driving with that second down and four as they get ready from this timeout now who did they mark that timeout? Was that on Elders? That, was, that was LaSalle. LaSalle okay. took the timeout because they want to talk defensively. You know, what are we trying to do? You know, and at the same time, just get some composure. I mean, Elders just been moving, moving, moving. So that's what you're trying to do here. Shotgun, Ramsey goes in motion. Luby going to keep it. Luby steps up to the five, and he gets to the two-yard line. So the Panthers now will have a first and goal. I believe, right around right. the... Right. Yeah. They're going to pick it up. They're going to stop the clock. They're going to put it in play. I think Elder is patient here, probably trying to get this one in to make sure they got it lined up uh, and what they want to do. First and goal. The ball spotted right around the two-yard line. They go left side with two wide. Now Luby gives it to Catania, and he's in the end zone for the touchdown! The third touchdown of the day! It's Joseph Catania! i got to get two. I mean, that, that's it here. I mean, this next... Uh, Next one, I mean, is this be the football game? Elder's going to take a timeout here to talk about this. Uh, so after the score, you know, Elder gets in, Catania, they bring in Schlack there. They just kind of run, you know, a little bit of a power formation, get the ball down. You had LaSalle's defense on their skates. You had them moving back. So Elder takes the timeout to talk about what they're going to do on the two-point conversion. What is key is that... For, for the Panthers, obviously, I mean, you got to get it at all costs. I, I don't know if they're going to go to the air here and see if they can get Royer. you got to know he's circled. Or do you give it to Catania from, from the three and let him, you know, tr- you trust your big five up front and, and you, that you're going to pick it up. Well, Catania's had the three touchdown runs. He's had one of seven, one of uh, – he's had a touchdown of one and one of two. So he's – you know, I think what you do at this point, if you could do a good fake to Catania – then maybe yeah. it opens up might somebody be able to, to the left a, side. Maybe a quick one to Royer, uh, you know, but again, you know, this is the play of the game to tie it up. Now, 
The thing is, though, is you're going to have about a you're going to have a minute left for LaSalle when they get the football, and, and they're going to have their time. They're going to have two timeouts, so we know LaSalle. They'll still have a shot if they want to try to go ahead and win this thing in regulation if the Panthers tie it. So three wide right. They line up in the backfield. It is Catania. Shotgun, the play of the game. And now rolling is Luby. Pitches it to Catania. Catania at the five. He tries to get in, and he doesn't get in. And the LaSalle Lancers hold. Panthers trail 27 to 25 with a minute three to go. And the LaSalle Lancers will get the football. We'll take a quick timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth at LaSalle High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. The Panthers get all the way back, but a two-point conversion is no good. Nine-play, 85-yard drive. Took two minutes and 22 seconds off the clock. And Joseph Catania with a two-yard touchdown run. But Luby pitched it to Catania on the two-point conversion. That was no good. Yeah, great defense by LaSalle. I mean, they did a good job pushing up on the left side. Everybody had their had their responsibilities on that, you know, semi-pitch. So LaSalle's defense, they rose to the occasion, which is all they had to do. You just had to make that one stop. Sure, you let them get in the end zone, but they made Made the stop that mattered. Now, just another big one is coming. Is the onside kick? So the onside kick, which uh, you know, tough one to get now with different rules, things like that. But you know, hopefully Sam Harmeyer see how he can kick this football for the Panthers. He's going to try to kick this one and try to get it back because. He does have a pretty good leg as well for a field goal would win this one. And now the kick. It's going to bounce. It takes an elder bounce. And elder, let's see. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Both teams say they have it. It's at the 40-yard line. There's some white jerseys on the bottom. There's a... I think it's LaSalle football so, unless yeah. somebody stole it in the bottom, but it's LaSalle football. Elder had a chance yeah. to get it, and they didn't capitalize on it. That yeah. ball was bouncing the air. They yeah. had they had the chance to get it. Yeah, Connor Keys was down on the bottom of that, and it was uh, no good. So LaSalle gets the football now with a minute to play. Elder does have two timeouts remaining. And so all you got to hope, I mean, LaSalle's got two timeouts. I mean, really, it can just go victory formation here, you know, kind of take a snap, run a play, and Elder's got the two, you know, so they're going to be able to eventually – get that uh so others just got to be smart here first and 10 at the 20 yard line a minute to play lancers shotgun Branham's going to run it runs across the 40 to the 45 and he's out to the 47 yard line a gain of seven on first down the panthers stop the clock with 54 seconds and they're down to one timeout remaining and schmidt hitting and cooling uh, preventative maintenance to your major repairs to heating and cooling system. You want someone you can trust. That's Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They have been family-owned and operated since 1954. We'll give you the straight answers to help you what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. Stay tuned after the game as uh, it's going to be the playoff edition 
of La Rosa's game night. You know, it's going to be the special Harbin edition, and uh, Joe Harbin will be there. They'll have the big board, so make sure you stop by La Rosa's on Boudinot and see everybody there, and we'll get the playoff picture to find out. Uh, Elder was guaranteed at least a home playoff game. 54 seconds remaining. They line up now, setting up. Making sure they, they're saying they get their hands on the football and make sure they don't fumble the football. Branham is going to run it, and he runs it across the 48-yard line where the Panthers will use their last timeout. Colton Sanders on the stop for the Panthers. So, so the Panthers call their the last timeout. So right now, Phil, it doesn't look too good for the Panthers. Trailing 27-25. to 25. They did come all the way back from 27-6 to 6 down. Yeah, so looking at it right now, you're third and two. So LaSalle, when they when they get this football back, there's 49 seconds left on the clock. So Elder's out of timeouts. So if LaSalle were to, you know, they're going to be able to run the pl- run a play here and essentially run the clock out uh, on this one. Elder trailed by as many as 24 to nothing. They failed trail 24-6, then 27-6. And now it's 27-25, a tremendous game at Lancer Stadium here. Now, we must say, though, this is the second time in two weeks, though, LaSalle has been held scoreless yeah. in the second half. Three wide to the left, and Branham's looking to the sidelines with 49 seconds remaining. Elder is out of timeouts. Third down. Right around the 48-yard line. And now it's going to be Branham's going to run it inside to Elder territory, and that will do it. The LaSalle Lancers are going to be the GCL South champions. After that first down and a great effort, LaSalle played great all year. They lost last week to Winton Woods, but they did a good job tonight. They held on. They had a tremendous first half, but second half very conservative in the second half. Yeah, it, well, an elder was able to make some plays, get you know, get the ball on that field, but obviously after a slow start, you know, against a good football team, you can't rely on a, a, a big second half, so the slow start really hurt the Panthers. Victory formation now for LaSalle. That will do it. So LaSalle at home defeats the Elder Panthers 27-25. to The two-point conversion at the end was no good for the Elder Panthers, but LaSalle Wins the GCL South. Both teams make the playoffs. We'll find out what's going on if you come to La Rosa's on Boudinot after the game. But meanwhile, stay tuned. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game. Once again, the final score, LaSalle 27, the Elder Panthers 25. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. When you're on an auto accident and your insurance company 
company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers, Altiora. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values. From Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal, the Cooper Electric star of the game, uh, and a great one here. The final, LaSalle beats Elder 27-25, to but it was Joseph Catania with 10 carries, 66 yards, but had three touchdowns, including runs of, uh, he had a run of uh, seven yards, one yard, and two yards for the touchdown. Unfortunately, the two-point conversion was no good. Otherwise, it would have been a tie game, but uh, Joseph Catania, great game, and the Cooper Electric star of the game, Phil. Yeah, he, he had a great game. A lot of good running up front. I mean, Joseph Catania has done a great job. You know, 5'10", 180 pounds. Like I said, he runs like a 220-pound back. I mean, he's just a bruising guy. He's going to be somebody that the Panthers can hang their hat on in the playoffs uh, you know, and get those runs up front. I mean, obviously not the way that the Panthers want to go out tonight. You don't win the GCL title. You finish 8-2. and two. You know, uh, I don't think, you know, the guys back with the Harbin stuff can talk, to, talk a little bit more to it, but I don't think even if the Panthers win tonight it makes much of a difference unless Fairfield were to lose so it's not a huge thing it it obviously i mean you know i personally uh you know always want to win the gcl title no matter what the stakes are you know it stinks that you don't win but you know tomorrow morning when you wake up you're on to the second season now you're on to the playoff season
and this game's gone. You remember, you, you put in the back of your head, though, you know, you got to make sure in the playoffs you show up for four quarters. You can't get behind because now everybody's good. And so I think the Panthers, you go back to the drawing board. You can hang your I mean, the body language t- today, they had a great second half. You can hang your head right now, but when you get on that bus and you get back to Elder, pick it up, watch the film, learn from it, and, and move on because in three, four weeks, this game doesn't matter in when you're when you're playing in a regional final. Nobody cares what happened this week. Nobody's going to say, well, you lost this close game to LaSalle. That's not, they're only gonna, it's only going to matter who you're playing at that exact moment. So the Panthers, they just need to make sure they take care of business. So I think Elder is going to be okay. They're, they're going to be fine. It's disappointing tonight. Heck of a comeback, but, but we'll see where we go from here. And I think you would have signed up uh, before the season start eight and two, uh, ten games. You know, if you look at some of the games that uh, they had to play and the schedule that they had to play to go eight and two, it's just unfortunate that they were eight and one coming into this one, right, Phil? That's kind of the yeah, way. Absolutely. You look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because you expected to win the GCL South and and LaSalle. Hats off to the LaSalle Lancers. A great performance tonight. Looking at some of the the first downs, Elder actually overtook LaSalle. 24 to 17 in first downs. Rushing, Elder at 171 yards. LaSalle at 176. The passing yards was Matthew Luby, 266 yards. It was uh, actually, Luby was 23 of 35 with an interception, 260 and a touchdown. Drew Ramsey, 1 of 2 for 6 yards. Uh, LaSalle at 153 yards. Looking at the total yards, Elder at 437 and LaSalle had 329. And that was all in the second half because it was pretty close. At some point, LaSalle had uh, a big lead in the total yardage, but uh, Elder wound up winning that battle. Yeah, one point in the first quarter is 150 yards, you know, to 66 for the Panthers, you know, and, and one of the things. And, and I realize, you know, as you're, you're listening to this stuff at home, but, you know, I realize I, I was very critical of the Panthers tonight at, at times, very critical of the guys and kind of what they can do, you know, but my reasoning for that is I know they can achieve more. Yeah. You know, I know these guys have a lot of potential, and, and as somebody who's around them a lot, you know, I see that. So when, when they're not performing where they can be, you know, it's frustrating. It, and so it comes from a good place. I know we're going to be okay, and I think we're going to rebound. And that's what it's all about. That's what high school sports are about. You take this loss, you know, and you look at the film and you say, we should have executed this better. LaSalle obviously had a great game plan tonight, but in the second quarter, Elder looked pretty good. And so I'm excited for the playoffs. I, I, I think, you know, teams that are going to pull Elder in the playoffs are going to be in trouble because you're going to be game planning for a lot. Uh, and uh, rushing yards for Matthew Luby. Uh, Tom Kennedy uh, was 18 carries, 111 yards for Matthew Luby in the game. Uh, his uh, longest was 29 yards, as Catania has mentioned, had 10 uh, carries for 66 yards. Looking at the receiving, Joe Royer, six catches for 99 yards. Dakota Postal, six for 84. Evan Vollmer, six for 56. And Drew Ramsey with four for nine. And Royer had that touchdown as well. Uh, he had six carry- catches for 99 yards. Looking at LaSalle, Zach Branham went 22 carries. 126 yards, uh, and Cam Porter at a touchdown, 15 carries, 55 yards. So a good game tonight, uh, but LaSalle wins the GCL South title. Congratulations to the Lancers, Tom Kennedy's alma mater, and uh, we'll just have to go back to next week. Phil, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, it's it's playoff time now. I mean, now, now it's, it's time to go to the playoffs. Both teams, Elder and LaSalle, they're going to celebrate this here at LaSalle, but they're going to be ready to go, you know, try to, to get back upstate and get themselves a championship as well. So they're going to move on from this, and the Panthers are going to do the same thing. It's playoff time now. 
Well, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kenny. Thanks to Kevin Kenny back at the studio for doing a bang-up job as always. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, it's LaSalle 27, the Elder Panthers 25. Next week, it's it's week one of the playoffs. Elder will have a home playoff game at the pit for a 7 o'clock kickoff against a team to be determined. We'll find out tonight if you come to La Rosa's on Boudinot. For Phil Bengel, I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night special. Harbin playoff edition. He'll have the big board, kind of like the family feud. And Joe Harbin, he'll have his playoff formula done from La Rosa's on Boudinot with Steve, Tom, Mark, Joe Harbin. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Say here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a seventeen fifty rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside Home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Coding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 20 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza. Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schuster, Rosard Pharmacy, your Westside Skyline Chili location. 
the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night, brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. It's the most wonderful time of the It's our playoff Harbin Show music, the most wonderful time of the year. I kind of was getting in the Christmas spirit last night as yeah. the trick-or-treaters were being blown away off my driveway last night. And, uh, and the it, fire from the fire pits were oh, putting everybody's grass aflame. Yeah, I had uh, uh, little embers floating all over yeah. the place. I was getting a little worried, but that's the way it works. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know... Elder goes down 27-25, Tom. We, we had to leave early to get out here to set up our big, big show here tonight. And uh, I, frankly, 27-25, uh, when, when Elder was down 24 to nothing, I was starting to worry about the 30, them hitting 30 and then the running clock. That would have been horrible. And, and so the Elder Panthers got things going on uh, at, at the end. But we talked when they missed those extra points earlier. that, boy, this yeah. could come back to haunt them. And uh, it's kind of like uh, when you go to the Red Stadium and it says uh, uh, walks were haunt. Uh, yes. You know, it, it did. It came back and it was uh, like, wow, uh, it was tough. Joseph Catania on the two-point X conversion almost made it in uh, to tie it up, but it just wasn't going to be. But you never know uh, how this plays out. We do know uh, Elder, we talked about it, will be a uh, in, in the – uh, playoffs. They will host a game at Elder. Joe Harbin will be out here to tell us who. This, you know, how this thing plays out. We'll find out. You're right, and right. Everybody's disappointed. It's it's falling the other Panthers. Uh, they had a great season. Uh, nothing should be taken away from this loss tonight. Uh, they had a great season. They played a great schedule, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things that uh, they just. They weren't on all cylinders in the first half, uh, and let's give some credit to LaSalle, right? Because oh my gosh, they yes. did. You know, they scouted Elder. They they looked at film, I'm sure, and uh, they came out and and gave everything, gave Elder everything they needed and more. Elder did a good job in the second half of keeping them in tow. Uh, that's the second week in a row that uh, the LaSalle Lancers have been shut out in the second half, as Len and Phil said. But here's a bright spot. 
Uh, Elder came into the game on a five-game winning streak. And tonight would have been six, and it's tough to win 11 straight games in a row. So this way, you maybe you know regenerate, re, uh, uh, reignite yourself, get ready for the playoffs. They're going to host a game next week at the pit. Uh, it's a new season. There's a lot of things that you can look forward to. Uh, nothing should be taken away from the season that they've had so far, and it's just one of those things. They ran into a bus stall. Bus all at LaSalle, just like they did two years ago, where, uh, you know, at least two, two years ago when LaSalle beat Elder, uh, and then everything went wrong for Elder on the subsequent games on week 10, that it knocked Elder out of the playoffs. At least this way, this, this year Elder is in the playoffs. They're hosting a home game. And like you said, Mark, who knows? Right now, Elder's not going to be one or two in Region 4, but you just never know how the seeds are going to play out. This could be beneficial. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, Tom, uh, all week long I, I've, I was losing sleep over one thing. You know what that one thing was? Hmm. Uh, Tell me. Bill Welch had to sit way in the back. Oh, yeah. And he, he, could, not, <laughs> yeah. he could not hear the show last week. So... Uh, I have right up front here right. a speaker at his table. Can you hear me, Bill? Yes, yeah. Okay, he's here in his spot. And it is the speaker's right in front of yeah. Bill. Yeah. I felt very bad about it. I, I, I was sitting at night. How could I fix this? I know. Yeah. We got it fixed, so uh, he's going to hear. And now hear. Bill can stay in the chair. Usually he, he, he stands right in front of the speaker when, when Joe Harbin yeah. speaks. So. I, I think we might even make up. It might be time to bring Bill back for a Bill Welch report. It's Ooh. been a long time, so it may happen. We're going. We're, this show's going well, to eleven. Oper- it might be five minutes to eleven. The operative word. The, the operative word is uh, may or might. Yeah. Well, that's when the the sensors are gone. That's when we can bring Bill up. <laughs> yeah. So eleven oh one. So his his sisters are finding this very funny. Yeah. They are Kate, loving. Katie and Margie are it, loving yeah, this. Yeah, they are loving and, it. And Barb is loving this as well. Yeah. All right. That one's dead? Oh, you're on the white one. Okay, I'm sorry. There we go. How's that? Yeah, you're good. Bill, you're going to be like the, the last guest on the Johnny Carson show. You may get out to show your potato chips, and you may not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Steve, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. I, I, Steve Geis and the drum line is uh, back in the back room, and let's give them the alert. And tell them to come on out. Uh, I'm, I'm trying as quick as I can to hit the, hit the button to where... He's going to come out here. We've got a lot going on. Steve Geis has uh, double duties tonight, so he, he may not be able to get the guys. Here, oh, there they are. Out. Yeah, good, out. Good. There we go. All yeah, right. Big, big, big games tonight. Yeah, we're going to start out in the GMC tonight. Um, it was Mason with a win tonight over Princeton, 35-19. to 19. Wow. Mason was one of the teams that, that were on the bubble, whether they were going to get in or not. So that will give Joe, Joe Harbin something to uh, – think about back there. Lakota West tonight wins 41-13 to over Middletown, and Lakota East takes care of business over Hamilton uh, 21-14. Sycamore, 35 0 kills, nothing. In the big game before the championship in the GMC, Colerain and Fairfield, they took this game to overtime. Fairfield got the ball first. Fairfield drove to the five-yard line. Colerain shut them out. They did not score in overtime. This is a second goal line stand in the game. Colerain got the ball second, went down, scored a touchdown. Colerain wins 16-10. Wow. Colerain has won 83 games straight 
in the GMC, and they have won the GMC championship. Oh my gosh! Twenty years in a row. Wow. So change the head coach; it doesn't matter. The Coleraine Cardinals are a machine. Congratulations to the Cardinals, yeah. champions. Miami Valley Conference action. The Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 53, Meadowdale nothing. That was a non-league game, but one of the, one of the teams. Clark Montessori 40, Miami Valley Christian Academy 24. Roger Bacon and uh, Summit Country Day squared off for the Scarlet Division Championship tonight, and Roger Bacon took care of business big time, 49 to 20, uh, over Summit Country Day. Roger Bacon. Needed that win to, to, for uh, Division Four Region 16 playoff hopes. With, with a win, they could possibly get in. And Summit Country Day is turning in equipment on Monday. Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Turpin uh, 42, Milford 13. And uh, Turpin wins the uh, championship in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference with that, with a perfect 10-0 record and 7-0 in conference action. It was Anderson... 63, Loveland 8, West Claremont 35, Kings 19, Walnut Hills 35, Withrow 14, Deer Park 48, Redding 7, Indian Hill and Wyoming squared off for the title in the Cincinnati Hills League. And uh, Wyoming came into this game 9-0, 6-0 in league play. Indian Hill came into this game 8-1, 6-0 in league play. And uh, they are looking for Division IV uh, playoffs as well. And uh, Wyoming wins this game 21-18. to wow. Everything you would expect out of a title game. Wyoming goes to a perfect 10-0 and 7-0 in Cincinnati Hills League. Marymount and Madeira, this is a play-in game for the playoffs. Uh, Divi- uh, Division Five, Region 20. And uh, Madeira or Marymount, whoever wins would, would get in. And the other one probably going home next week and not playing. Madeira hosted the game and squeaked out a win 21-20. to So Madeira Mustangs are going to be moving on to Week 11. And Marymount, not so much. Taylor, 20. Finneytown, 12. Neither of these games have, neither of these teams have won a game in the Cincinnati Hills League. So this was, I called it the basement bowl. Uh, Taylor gets out of the basement. Finneytown goes to 0 7 and uh, 1 8 on the year. In the Cincinnati Met- Metro Conference action, we have no scores. Wow. They're, they're, they're slow to report. West High played last night and won, uh, I, I must say. Cincinnati, uh, or GCL co-ed action, Baden over McNick 27-3. to It was Fenwick 42, Carroll 20, Alter 35, uh, Chaminade Julianne 28. Southwest Ohio Conference a- action, Harrison is already the champs in, in, in this league. Uh, and they went on to win tonight over Northwest 49 to nothing. Mount Healthy 41, Edgewood 21, Ross 34, Talawanda 21. Southern Buckeye League play. Clinton Massey 63, Wilmington 24, Goshen 26, New Richmond 12, Western Brown over Batavia 41 to nothing. Blanchester 38, East Clinton 14, Blanchester uh, needed this win. They were at the, the number seven spot, Division five. They need this win, and they need a lot of help if they're going to have uh, a, a chance at uh, Division five playoffs. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
in northern Kentucky. It's Campbell County over Boone County, 26 to 6. Holy Cross 25 or lose to to Ludlow, 26-25. Indiana playoffs. Milan moves on with a 9 and 2 record. They beat Hagerstown, 34 to 6. Greensburg over Batesville, 36. Pirates fans there. Greensburg Pirates fans. They're they're going crazy. 36 to 12 over Batesville and Lawrenceburg. 49 Charlestown. Lawrenceburg, Steve. Lawrenceburg. Uh, they played this at the Dick Meter Stadium. Uh, 49 to 18 over Charlestown. Where else and, would they play? Of course. And, uh, yeah. East, Cent- East Central field. and Greenwood were, were uh, 28 28 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, East Central came into the game 10 and 0. And uh, Greenwood, a 4 and 6 team, t- is taking East Central down to, to the wire. So wow. we'll be reporting on that one later. So those are all the scores I have north, south, east, and west of us right now, and uh, setting the, the table for uh, Joe Harmon. Yeah, I, I saw Joe. They, they have a locker room here. He was back there showering. Oh, good. You know, he was yeah. he was sweating, and uh, I said, go take a shower. It, he's, he's getting ready. He's, the cold water's working. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he's going to. Well, he's got the new digs, too, so oh, he'll look good. He'll, you know? he'll look good. Yeah, he's yeah. looking good. You know, uh, when this season started, if you told me uh, the Panthers are going to finish 8-2 and and they're going to have a home field advantage game, uh, I would have been thrilled, and I am. I am thrilled. I uh, was not real happy in the first half of the night's game. I'm, I'm glad that they kind of turned things around in defense. Turn, right, turn shut, them out. shut them out in the second half. Offense almost got them back in here. So that's, that's very promising. So it, uh, it, things ended on a, on a, on a good note. If it, I, like right. I said, I was worried, boy, if we get into this yeah. over 30 uh, running clock, I was not going to be happy. That would have been devastating. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't the uh, <clears throat> most uh, pleasant place to be uh, in Cincinnati at halftime for the other Panthers. But nonetheless, um, you know, a lot of times when – you know, the prize is right in front of you. Sometimes you want it so badly that, you know, that you just play like your normal self. But once again, let's give credit to LaSalle Lancers. They, they studied the film, and, uh, you know, they pretty much shut down Elder in the first half. Uh, I think the block punt was a huge play in the game, of course, when you lose by two. Uh, it didn't come down to missing the extra points or what have you. Uh, it was a team effort. Uh, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Uh, Elder's going to be just fine. Like I said earlier, it's tough if they would have won tonight. You would have won five more games. It's a, you know, that's a 11 game winning streak you need to win state. Yeah. A lot of times it's it's good. You never want to learn. What do you, what does Bob Huggins say? Steve? Bob Huggins said you have to be awful stupid to have to lose to learn something. <laughs> so there you go. Quote. But nevertheless, well, Bob, Bob Huggins can be awful stupid at times, though. Well, he yeah, has, well, you know, consider the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. the Merrimont police know him very well. But uh. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's a new season. The slate is clean. Uh, you know, any other thing you want to say? But it's positive. You keep it positive. I'm sure Doug and his group are going to get together, and they're going to get a game plan together for whomever they play. The good thing is, it's a home game at the pit. Elder needs that 12th man again in the stands to, to rally behind his team. Uh, Doug at the dance club was saying what a great group of kids this this is. Uh, year in and year out, it, it changes, but this is a great group of kids. They're talented, and uh, 
you know, you go from here. You turn the page, and, and hopefully it'll be a good matchup, and it'll be good matchups throughout uh, the playoffs for the Elder Panthers. Well, let's get you caught up, folks. Uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night, coming to you live from LaRose's on Boudino. Elder loses in a squeaker 27-25. It wasn't a squeaker early on, but it ended up that way. Uh, Elder will be in the playoffs. They will be hosting a game, but who they're going to play, I know Joe Harbin knows that already. He's, he does. He's uh, getting things ready for that. Scheduled to appear, we're hoping, is Doug Ramsey. He said he's going to try to make it out. Uh, I know it was a tough loss for him. If he's not out, we possibly could have some a coach or two out to talk with us as well to get their thoughts on uh, the season. A, a really... I think a very good season yeah. for the Panthers. You know, you look at the schedule, you look at the season, uh, they beat a lot of quality teams. And uh, the only loss was to uh, Lakewood St. Edwards up in Cleveland and then tonight uh, on the road at LaSalle. Uh, but, you know, along the way, a very talented Winton Woods team, a very talented St. X. They beat the Clearwater team, which had a bunch of uh, stud athletes from uh, Clearwater, Florida, uh, Football North last week. On and on and on. And what it always provided Elder Panthers was a different type of team that they played against. You know, taking nothing away from the GMC, but the GMC play against each other and they know one another and they don't have many games outside the GMC. And then when they get into the playoffs, uh, they might have to prepare a little bit longer or harder because they might not be facing the team that they've faced before. With the Elder Panthers, a lot with St. X. And anybody else, LaSalle, when they make the Division II playoffs, they've pretty much seen any kind of team they're going to face in the playoffs. So they've seen it once already, and it should help them as they move forward. Exciting thing, uh, Matthew Luby came in tonight, 997 yards rushing. He's sitting at, he, he gained 111 tonight. So uh, <laughs> my St. Jude math uh, says he's You're at what 1,000. One, You're what, man? St. Jude. J, what does the J stand for? J stands for genius. There and 1,108 uh, rushing yards. Congratulations, Matthew Luby. He's the first 1,000-yard rushing guy since Chris Schroer. Chris Schroer in 2012. Right. That's a big accomplishment. It and is. I didn't get the passing. I know Lenny's coming out with hopefully with the stat sheets, the final stats when he comes out here. If not, try if you're listening, to Len, turn around and drive back and get it. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> Len's coming in price sixty miles an hour to get out here to get his Philly cheesesteak calzone. Well, it's time for us to take a timeout. Uh, you're listening to Prep Sports Ready Game Night. Joe Harbin's in the uh, back room getting warmed up, getting ready to go. Uh, we'll be bringing that to you as soon as we can. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about tonight. Oh, and there we go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury 
we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Stay here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Father Benedict O'Kensler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ah, yes. Andy Williams, uh, when he was in Cincinnati, lived in Cheviot. Uh, yes, he did. Who else grew up in Cheviot? Doris Day. Uh, and who else? Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and my parents did. Yeah. You know, uh, my dad went to Cheviot University, uh, <laughs> an esteemed and uh, well known place. But joining us in the building is Joe Harbin. Uh, uh, Joe, we, we, the big board has come out, which I guess there must be teams behind those, uh, uh, those little numbers up there. Are we correct? I hope so. <laughs> right. We didn't mess that one up. And, uh, I know, uh, happy birthday to Kevin Welch, and he's, yeah. he's getting us on, uh, Facebook Live on our Facebook Prep Sports Radio page if you want to watch that. Uh, get on PrepSportsRadio.com. That gives a plug here. Uh, you know, if you're not a big Facebook page person, but if you want to know what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, just like our page, and we can get uh, out some stuff. And we sometimes we put some funny stuff on there, don't we, Joe? I mean, sometimes kind of comical. From time to time. Time to time. Well, Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you. Here is what everyone's here to see. And uh, Bill's got the speaker in front of him. Yeah. Here is Joe Harbin. <laughs> All right, so... Um, what a wild night in Region 4. Um, going into tonight, in the last couple of weeks, we always mentioned that uh, uh, we had Fairfield as, um, as the one seed that are undefeated going into tonight, but we said it was a big game that they had against Coleraine, um, basically to decide the GMC and to, to clinch a number one seed for Fairfield in the playoffs. And lo and behold, um, Fairfield lost tonight in overtime to Coleraine 16-10, and uh, that opened up the number one seed for um, potential stealers of uh, Elder and St. Xavier. Uh, we saw Elder lose tonight, and uh, St. Xavier won a wild one down in Louisville against Louisville St. Xavier, and 
Um, there's two, uh, still two games to be played that first the next opponents tomorrow with football North and uh, playing also, and Moeller also playing, but um, at this point, the number one seed is going to be St. Xavier over over Fairfield. Wow. First time all year that St. X has been in the number one overall spot, and what a time to do it. Wow. It's uh, things it's somewhat surprising, really. Yeah, it really is. That's not at all what I thought how things would. But, you know, this really shows, Joe, how important that tonight Elder probably could have bounced up and jumped up. Uh, could they have gone to number one? Or, or not? We wouldn't have enough data at this point. We're still waiting on the Clearwater uh, game to finish up, and uh, Elder also is waiting on the, the Molar score for tomorrow. But um, I actually did a Facebook video last night. I was going to upload it to Facebook, but it was too big. Um, and I went through all the scenarios, and, and every scenario is if Elder and St. X both went, Elder had the inside track at the higher seed. And just going by how things happen tonight, um, I, I think Elder may have had that. Um, we'll, we'll double check, but um, Elder would be probably two seed lines higher at a minimum if, yeah. if they would have won tonight uh, than where they are uh, projected to finish. All right, let's continue with the rundown here. Number two seed, despite their loss tonight, uh, we have Fairfield Indians um, finish about a point below St. Xavier in the standings. So for that reason, um, so we have uh, St. Xavier 1 and, and Fairfield 2. We're, we're, we're feeling pretty confident about Fairfield being the number two seed. Um, like I said, there's still two games for, for St. Xavier to, um, to have tomorrow. Uh, Cleveland, St. Ignatius, and uh, Moeller. We have those both projected as wins for, uh, for St. Xavier. If both teams would lose, St. Xavier would still have um, one-tenth more points than Fairfield, so that's why we're confident in projecting St. Xavier number one at this point. Number three seed finishing at 9-1 and one is the Coleraine Cardinals. So they, they leapfrog the Elder Panthers, and they, they clinch the three seed tonight uh, with their win at Fairfield. So in, in two weeks, we could have a potential rematch of uh, Fairfield and Coleraine once, wow. once again if the seeds hold. And then rounding out the top four uh, with the loss tonight falling to 8-2, Elder, falling to, uh, eight and two, we have the Elder Panthers uh, two points below Coleraine and around 29 points. So uh, if the seats hold, they could have a second-round matchup of uh, GCL, St. Xavier, and Elder, and Fairfield, and Coleraine. So let's see who Elder's going to play in Week 11. And we'll see a familiar face, not necessarily a familiar team, but a familiar face in head coach Tom Bolden as Elder welcomes Lakota West into the pit. Uh, next week we have Lakota West at the five-seat comfortably. Um, as the five seed, they won tonight against Middletown, finished at 7-3 in the season. And their losses on the season were LaSalle, Fairfield, and Princeton. Uh, no shame in, in any of those losses. Wins over Centerville, Hamilton, Sycamore, Oak Hills, Mason, Lakota East, and like I said tonight, Middletown. So Tom Borden and Lakota West, the first time they've been in the playoffs uh, in a number of years, and they will get an angry Elder Panther team in Week 11 in the pit. So congratulations to Lakota West and uh, – I'm sure you guys will talk about that game in a lot more detail yeah. uh, when we finish up here. Yeah. Uh, here's where things get messy. Uh, we have we have these projections. We're confident in what the projections are. What I say messy is um, as, as stable as the top four teams have been all season. We, 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 we talked at length about the bottom, um, I guess, teams 5 through 12 and 
no teams really wanted to separate themselves. I guess maybe Team 7 through 12 or 6 through 12, no one wanted to separate themselves. And we saw more of that tonight. Was, uh, some teams made big moves and other teams were uh, victims of those moves. And Number 6 seed, we, we've, we've had them in the sixth spot for a number of weeks now. They clinched the playoff spot last week, but they lost tonight to Mason, and that's the number 6 seed Princeton Vikings. So they, they got their big win last week against Lakota West. This week, got it to a big lead versus, not a big, I guess, uh, a two-score lead versus Mason, and then um, they got an onslaught from the Comets, and so they're going to stagger into the playoffs at six and four with the sixth seed, and their, uh, their reward for uh, getting back in the playoffs is a first-round road game at Coleraine next week. So, wow. Uh, Coleraine will put their unofficial, I guess, in the playoffs. It really doesn't count for their G, uh, GMC win streak on the line once more as they host Princeton next week. Number seven, another, another team that also lost this evening. First time in the playoffs in a number of years as well, the Hamilton Big Blue. And they're coming in at 14.5. And basically a lot of things had to go wrong for them to miss the playoffs tonight, um, based on going into this week. Uh, number one of all was they, if they won, they were in. If they lost, they could get dicey. They lost, and boy, did it get dicey. Um, they're at 14.5 points, and they're in by the skin of their teeth. Um, well, maybe not the skin of their teeth, but they, it is. I'm sure there were a lot of anxious moments up in Hamilton, a lot of scoreboard watching, and a lot of uh, a lot of high fiving now, um, which maybe wasn't the case about an hour ago. But they, I'd say they're in the playoffs, and they get uh, Fairfield in the first round of the playoffs, and they uh, they lost to Fairfield in Week Four, so uh, another GMC rematch is, is in place for Week Eleven, and the last team in the playoffs. It's the biggest winner of tonight. Uh, we mentioned Princeton and Hamilton both losing. The biggest winner of tonight was the Mason Comets. Wow. Uh, they got off to a, a tough start this season. Uh, they lost their first three games, Springboro, LaSalle, and Lakota East. They had a two-game losing streak, Lakota West and, and Coleraine in Week 7 and 8. But they got that big win tonight against Princeton, and that was just enough to get them into the playoffs over West Claremont. But West Claremont started out 0-4. They finished 5-5, five five, just like Mason and Hamilton. But um, uh, Hamilton and Mason, respectively, edged out West Claremont for the the last spot. Other teams that that were close outside looking in, Lakota East, uh, they knocked off Hamilton tonight. We had them slotted in at 10. Sycamore beat Oak Hills. They got no points um, from that win. We had them sliding in at 11. And then Walnut Hills, uh, they defeated Whitler tonight. Not enough points. We have them at 12. Basically, going into the week, um, if if the projected higher seeds would have won, uh, Sycamore could have been in line with some help to get that number eight seed. They got no help tonight. And then when Mason won and, and West Claremont won, uh, and Lakota East won, all three of those teams jumped jumped Sycamore. So that's what we have in Region Four. So without a doubt, you are the biggest winner tonight uh, before Week Ten had to be St. X. I'd say so. Um, well, and, and that's what we talk about with the uh, uh, with the playoffs and in, in, in the Ohio high school playoffs. Is, is there isn't a a lot of benefit to getting the number one seed versus the number four or three or any of the, the top four seeds because you only get one one home game. Uh, it's not like you have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. In St. Xavier, they're getting a Mason team that is on a uh, on a hot stretch here. Um, they start out 0-3, and, and they've, they've won five of their last seven. Uh, we saw what they did tonight against Princeton. 
And even though Mason is two spots below Princeton, they look like the much better team tonight. So it, it's, it's we always mention with the, the seedings in, in Region Four, the number eight seed isn't always the the worst team in that in the playoffs. But um, I, I would say Saint Xavier would definitely be a, a big winner because, like I said, we didn't have them number one. They weren't number one the whole the whole way, and uh, with a big win tonight, Fairfield and Elder Stone win it, it opened the door. And, and obviously, Region Four, like we've been talk, t- saying all year, the top four really have separated. I mean, there's almost a ten point difference between Elder at number four and Lakota West at number five. So the top four teams in Region Four have separated themselves in this whole region the entire year, which makes it that pretty much the home team. In week 11 is going to be the prohibitive favorites, and I would expect that St. X is going to hold serve against Mason. Fairfield's going to hold serve against Mason, or excuse me, against Hamilton. Coleraine against Princeton, and Elder against Dakota West. And then in week 12, you have a whale of a semifinals where you get two GC, GCL schools, St. X and, and Elder, and then the two GMC uh, Fairfield and Coleraine rematch. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, we see a lot of times um, we, we see a gap in, in in the region, the top eight teams, in maybe between maybe between like five and six or seven and eight or, or two and three. This year, it's it's nice. It falls right on the four or five line. So we're looking at St. Xavier almost 34 points, Fairfield 32.75, Corrin 31, Elder 29, and then Lakota West all the way down to 20 points. Um, so that's where the big drop-off is. And even Princeton below them is, is, is 15 and a point eight points. So uh, Elder almost has twice as many points as, as Princeton. Um, I guess Corrin almost is in the same situation. So it's it's one of these these seasons where, um, based on the regular season, the four most deserving teams of for home games have earned that, and now it's just the the point where those teams need to pay off that hard work, take care of business at home, and then let the the, the proverbial chips fall where they may in week 12 if they all advance. Joe, looking at these matchups, uh, you always. Uh Kind of like when the NCAA tournament matchups come out and you're, you have to go through and think, hmm, there's going to be an upset here somewhere. In your gut feeling, is there any potential upsets? Uh, my, mine is uh, Princeton and Colerain. That game, although Colerain, they, they never let you down if, if you're thinking. Uh, yeah. If, if you're a Colerain fan. But early on when you looked at the Princeton Vikings, uh, on their team, they have probably the most Division One recruits of any team in in Ohio. They just can't get a, get it together as a team, though. But Princeton's a very explosive uh, team with great players. You're exactly right. It's, it's one of these situations where, um, with, with the way that the playoffs work, it's one and out, and um, you may have a great season. We saw these these uh, top four seeds. They all either eight and two, nine and one. Um, but Princeton is one of the scary teams because they had the talent. Yeah. And uh, sometimes um, it, it could be one of the situations. And, and Cole Rain has a, a lot of talent, too, so maybe that's a bad matchup for Princeton. Uh, History is obviously not on their side. But uh, that's, that's one of the scary teams in Region 4 because uh, there was so much hype before the season. And, and, and some could argue that they had not uh, lived up to that hype. But here we are, and going into week 11, they're in the playoffs, comfortably in the playoffs, and maybe it's, it's a 
and you get a coach Mike Daniels and say, hey, new season, new life, let's let's go from here. We, we, we've seen in previous years when, when teams get in the playoffs, some teams flip a switch and, um, and, and they're a different ball club. So, yeah, I, I think a Princeton's a team that, um, that could potentially be dangerous. I think Lakota West is dangerous. Um, yeah. Tom, and, and Tom Bold knows how to coach playoff teams. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, they, they challenge themselves in the non-conference like Tom Bolden does consistently when he's back at Coleraine. Uh, they lost opening week to LaSalle, no shame in that. They defeated Centerville. And, and basically, outside of uh, the loss in week nine against Princeton, you're looking at losses to LaSalle and Fairfield. And, I mean, there's, LaSalle's the number one overall seed in, in Region 8. They're the, they're the top team in Division 2 in Southwest Ohio. The whole season, Fairfield was the top team in, in Region 4, Division 1. So they've basically taken care of business. They've beaten the teams that they that you would expect them to beat, uh, maybe with the exception of, of Princeton, but they're the sixth seed. They're, they're no slouch. So I, I think that's – if you're an Elder fan, you got to be happy that the game's at home. Uh, we've seen what Elder's done at home this year, who they've beaten, Clearwater, Cathedral. We saw what they did to Moeller. Um, so that, that's – I don't say it's a. It's kind of a scary game. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, Tom Bolden is probably one of the the best coaches in in the city of Cincinnati. He has the playoff pedigree, and this this is Lakota West. What an opportunity for Lakota West. They've been out of the playoffs for a while. They get a new coach, and now they get a big uh, they get a big target here in the first round of the playoffs, the Elder Panthers. And I'm sure they're probably thinking right now, why not us? If you're just joining us, you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night from La Rosa's on Budno. Our special guest, Joe Harbin. Joe Harbin has just outlined the the playoff, the top eight seeds in Region uh, Four, Division One, uh, and uh, let's once again the top seed is the St. X Bombers. And next week, Joe, they're playing the Mason Comets. What do you think of that game? That's that. I mean, Mason is. They got off to that rough start, but they've they've done pretty well in the GMC. And what they did tonight against Princeton, I, I was following that game uh, from the outset. They got they, got, they were down 19 to seven in the in the second quarter, and they put up 28 straight points against Princeton, and they won that game going away. Um, they've beaten Hamilton, they beat Sycamore. I, I would say St. Xavier will be a I would be the favorite in that game, especially if they're playing at Balaban Field. But Mesa's not a team I think a lot of people are, are, are lining up to face in the first round of the playoffs because, like I said, they won five of their last seven games. And you might think, oh, they're coming to five and five GMC team, probably middle of the pack GMC. Uh, but I think they're a much different team than they were the first three weeks Took of the season. Took them a little while to get things set. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I'm sure, as Elder fans can attest, Mason is not the easiest team to beat in the playoffs. They've already beaten Elder. I know it was at Mason a couple years ago, but they won't be intimidated against St. X. They've already taken out a, a, a GCO school in the playoffs and, and not so distant uh, uh, pass. So I would say that that will be a game that I know you, you'll, you'll keep an eye on all the games here next week on the Press Sports Radio Network. But that might be a little closer than than people might think. Just taking a glance at it right now. You know, Jerry, you look at you look at the uh, 18s and. In, in Region 4, and Mark and I and Steve were talking earlier about the diversified schedule, uh, specifically that St. X and Elder play. 
you know, they're the only non-GCM schools out of the top eight that made it to the playoffs of Region 4. And then I think personally that, you know, St. X with their diversified schedule and Elder with their diversified schedule against the teams that they were playing against uh, bodes well for them in the playoffs as opposed to, you know, a GMC school where uh, it's pretty vanilla and they're playing the same type of teams. Uh, yeah. year and, I, and at the same time, Elder with the talent that they have, uh, they have playmakers, and, and I think a lot of other schools in the top eight also have playmakers. But uh, this is the time of year that you need to utilize your playmakers as much as possible. And, and you're exactly right about that. Elder has a, an abundance of, of, uh, of riches on the offensive side of the ball, and they have a lot of playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen the offenses that Elder has faced this season. Uh, I'm sure they may give a lot of points to Cathedral, to Cathedral and Clearwater. But if, if you're looking at those games, especially the, the Cathedral game, Elder won that game because the defense made a play. Um, they're opportunistic on defense, uh, forced a lot of turnovers. So it, when when you think of playmakers, especially if you're an Elder fan, seeing the points that they put up week in, week out, you think the offense. But uh, there's going to be games probably similar to tonight if you're an Elder fan where the weather's not, it's not 75 degrees and – and, and light wind like it, like it was in September and, and October. And there may be games for the offenses in the home end, at least for a half like it was tonight for Elder, that maybe takes a defensive player to to uh, shift momentum, uh, flip field position, and, um, and and that might be enough to turn the tide, especially as they get later into the playoffs because um, just looking at the, as the seeds that, um, as the seeds are right now in, in, in reaching for the top four, if Elder would have won tonight, they would have been the number one seed. Um, so Elder was two points away from being one, and now the number four. So there's there's not much difference in the, in the point totals for St. Xavier, Fairfield, Corrine, and Elder. We saw Fairfield and Corrine, and that game went to overtime. Uh, Elder and St. Xavier, that was a seven-point game. Yeah. And the, the, the top four teams, uh, they're pretty balanced, so sometimes it might just be one play that one team makes and another team doesn't make, and that's uh, that could be the difference here, especially in weeks 12 and 13. That's Joe Harbin. Joe, let's uh, match do the matchup. Of course, we got number two seed Fairfield taking on the Hamilton uh, Bulldogs. Uh, big no, blue. Big blue. Yeah. Wait a minute. You know, uh, and we got Cole Rain in Princeton. Of course, Elder with Lakota West. So. Uh, uh, you know, it was interesting tonight. Really, there was only a couple of spots open to get in, and a lot of a lot of jockeying where the seeds are going to be. But people were fighting for those last two spots, weren't they? Joe? It, it, it was crazy. Going into this week, the top six teams in the region had already clinched playoff spots, so there was two spots open for uh, really six teams: uh, Hamilton, Mason, West Claremont, Lakota East, Sycamore, and Walnut Hills. Uh, going to the teams, we have Walnut Hills finishing 12th. They needed to win and have everything go right. Obviously, they, they, they took care of business on their own part, but they didn't get the help from their opponents or other teams uh, around them losing. So they finished 12th. Sycamore, um, they were kind of the, I don't want to say a sitting duck, but since they played Oak Hills, Oak Hills had no win. So they, they weren't going to get points no matter if they won by one or 100 tonight. They were just saying, if, if, all right, if we win yeah. and Mason and West Claremont and Coda East lose, then we're the team, we're kind of the survivor, if you will, to get that eight seed. Uh, unfortunately for them, all, all three of those teams lost, so uh, that's why they dropped all the way down to 11. Lakota East was really in a tough spot. They finished 10th. Um, 
they they defeated Hamilton tonight, which uh, was a big win for them. But um, they they were in a tough spot because they needed to get help for them to make the playoffs from Mason. They, they beat Mason and they beat West Claremont early in the season, and um, so to get help, they needed Mason and West Claremont to win. But by those two teams winning, they jumped over Lakota East. So Lakota East is kind of a, a darn if you do, darn if you don't situation that um, to get enough points to overtake Sycamore and, and Walnut Hills, they needed these other two teams to win. But by those two teams winning, they jumped over Lakota East. So that's why they finished 10th. West Claremont, I feel, I feel for them. I, that, they weren't even on the radar until a couple weeks ago. I, it's, I, was, I was driving home last, last Friday night, and I was, I was kicking myself. I'm like, I forgot West Claremont. I wanted to talk about him because they started off uh, 0-4, and they were 4-5 uh, and 5 going into this week. And they had a game against Kings, and they, they actually beat Kings. Uh, Kings came in at 6-3. and three. And with that win, West Claremont was – they were in great shape to make the playoffs because um, – they were going to jump Lakota East, they were going to jump Sycamore, they were going to jump Walnut Hills, but the flying ointment for West Claremont was Mason. If Mason didn't beat Princeton, then we'd be talking about CNX versus West Claremont. And you, you feel for West Claremont because they came all this way, but um, at the start of the season they had a game. Um, we, we, we talked we talked uh, to Kevin Esplich last week about the, um, the, the, the scheduling aspect, and West Claremont opened the season with a home game versus Hamilton, and they lost. And look how different the the playoffs would have been if, if West Claremont could have got that win against Hamilton. Hamilton would have been out. West Claremont would have been in. And um, it just goes to show you that games in August and September, uh, they matter just as much as the games in late October and, and uh, in tonight, the first day of November. Joe, I think the top half, the top half of this bracket is loaded. And if all the seats hold, it's going to be a GCL semifinal. <laughs> And the GMC semifinal, and tonight uh, Fairfield and Coleraine uh, went into overtime, and like you said earlier, Coleraine and Elder, uh, Coleraine and Elder, uh, you know, had a battle out there on North Bend Road. So it should be a whale of a second of a semifinal game if the seats hold. It, it, it's one of these things where there's kind of a you got the two GCL teams, Elder and uh, Saint X, on one side of the bracket if, if the seats hold. But the rest of the other side of the bracket, you have Fairfield versus Hamilton and Coleraine versus Princeton. And basically, it's kind of like a, a mini GMC tournament again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm sure, I don't think anyone at Hamilton, Princeton, or, or Fairfield was, was banging on the door to face CNX or, or Elder. But I, mean, I don't know how many years it's been since Coleraine lost a, a game to a GMC school. And this, this team are probably thinking, we made the playoffs. What do we have to do? What do we have to do to avoid Coleraine again? Because... Um, they're the king until they're not. And yeah. uh, if, if you're Fairfield, uh, we mentioned how close of a game that was. Uh, Fairfield got stopped, I think, in the third quarter. Or no, it was, it was uh, with, uh, seven and a half to seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Ten to ten. Um, fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Fairfield goes for it, and they get stuffed. And then uh, ends up losing to Corrine in overtime. And if you're Fairfield, I'm sure there's a lot of, a little, uh, at least a, a shred of doubt in their mind. Because that game was played at Fairfield. If we can't beat Fairfield at home, but there was a key injury in that game. The, key, the running back for Fairfield got hurt, from what I'm understanding, and so you don't know how that played. That, yeah, so hopefully they can get him back yeah. next week at a minimum the, the week after. But it's one of these things. How many times have we talk? I, you, you both mentioned it 
uh, a lot of times throughout the season. That in the last couple of years, especially this year, though, Coleraine, well, we saw when um, Kerry Coons was there, and even when Tom Baldwin was there, the scores they'd be putting up with these GMC schools were just, it was outrageous. It was like 50 yeah. to nothing, 40 to nothing, because they were great teams. And this year, a lot of close games, but Coleraine, they won them. They, they always won them pull it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's one of these things. It's, you wonder if there's a mental block with some of these other GM, GMC schools, because and until one team does it, no one's done it. Just don't go anywhere, Joe. We're going to keep go back to you, but uh, Steve, you can't keep keep Steve Geis in the kitchen too long. They can't. Yeah, they kick, shouldn't. They kick him out. He spoils the soup. Let's head over to Steve. Uh, I know. Uh, spoils the soup. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I don't want to. No. He gets his trombone in there. No, no. One, two. Can you hear me? Oh. I can't hear me. There you are. Where am yeah, I? There, there I am. All right. I'm assuming it'll be a commercial break. We'll, we'll uh, get a breakdown of Region uh, Two through uh, or Division Two through yes. Seven after um, these scores. A- after these scores, uh, we'll go over there, and, and I think I got enough information to get at least likely matchups. But uh, um, the one thing I do know is LaSalle with the win tonight clinched the number one. Um, thing. How about them Lancers? How about yeah? How about them Lancers? But because of the way things are jumbling in in Division Two, Region Eight, their their prize for winning tonight might be Wynton oh, Woods. Geez. <laughs> oh, well, there's there's there's, there's, there's some score there's yeah. some scores that haven't come in yet. So exactly who who or what the eighth seed's going to be? Uh, I think Little Miami. Uh, uh, Winchester Canal or Canal Winchester and, and Winton Woods are all are Hover, look, looking at that, that last spot. So hopefully we'll be able to, to grind through that in a minute. But, uh, Cathedral too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in the game you heard tonight here on the Prep Sports Radio Network, it was LaSalle 27, Elder 25. St. X played their counterpart in Louisville, St. X, and won tonight 35-30. to GMC action, it was Mason 35, Princeton 19, Lakota West 41, Middletown 14, Hamilton 14, Lakota East 21. Lakota East won the game. Sorry, I read that backwards. It was Coleraine over Fairfield tonight in overtime, 16-10. to Sycamore 35, Oak Hills nothing. Miami Valley Conference, it was Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 53, Meadowdale nothing. Clark Montessori 40, Miami Valley Miami Valley Christian Academy 24. Summit Country Day loses to Roger Bacon tonight 49 to 20. Purcell Marion 39, Norwood 13. New Miami 49, Lachlan 14. It was Turpin over Milford tonight. 42 to 13. Turpin goes uh, to perfect 10 and 0 this year and 7 and 0 and wins the uh, Eastern Cincinnati Conference Championship with that win tonight. Anderson 63, Loveland 8, West Claremont 35, Kings 19, Walnut Hills 35, Withrow 14. Cincinnati Hills League Championship game tonight. Uh, Wyoming and Indian Hill they matched up tonight for the title game. 21 to 18. Wyoming wins remains unbeaten, but again, in one of those quirks of the Harbins, I think uh, there's a possibility that, that Wyoming and Indian Hill may match up very shortly in the playoffs. So uh, both teams heading to the playoffs. So we'll talk about that 
in, in a moment. Madeira 21, Marymount 20. Madeira squeaks their way into the playoffs, and uh, Marymount on their way to turning in their equipment next week. Taylor 20, Finneytown 20. Uh, Cincinnati Metropolitan Action, it was Taft over Aiken tonight, 32 to nothing, and Taft is the champion of the CMAC this year, so congratulations to Taft. Baden uh, wins tonight 27-3 to over McNick, Fenwick 42, Dayton Carroll 20, and Alter 35, uh, Chaminade Julian 28. With, with CJ's loss tonight and Baden's win, they tie for the uh, championship in the uh, GCL co-ed, so uh, CJ and Baden are co-champions of that league. In the Southwest Ohio uh, Conference, it was Mount Healthy 41, Edgewood 21, Harrison 49, Northwest nothing. Little Miami 48, Simon Kenton 35, 34 to 21, Ross over Talawanda in Southern Buckeye Conference uh, play. It was Clinton Massey 63, Wilmington 24, Goshen 26, New Richmond 12, Western Brown 41, Batavia nothing. East Clinton loses to Blanchester tonight. 38 to 14. Blanchester needed this win and some help to get into the playoffs, and that may have worked out for them. Bethel Tate wins tonight over Fayetteville Perry, 34 to 14. In Northern Kentucky, it was Elizabethtown over Lloyd, 39 to to 12. Walton Verona loses the Holy Cross, 41 to 21. Dixie Heights, 43. Scott, 20. Campbell County, 26. Boone County, 6. Holmes, 53. Bellevue, 6. Pendleton County loses to Bishop Brossard, 20 to 14. Ludlow over Holy Cross, 26 to 25. Carroll County, 42. Dayton, nothing. Newport Central Catholic, 17. Beachwood, 14. Indiana playoffs. Milan wins tonight, 34-6. to Greensburg Pirates move on after winning, after beating Batesville, 36-12. to Lawrenceburg, 49. Charleston, 18. And East Central moves on after getting some some uh, battle out of Greenwood tonight. They, they move on, and they are 11-0, 49-35. Those are all and every score that we were looking for tonight. And East Central, congratulations to my nephew, Jacob Birding, and my nephew's son. Kevin. Huh? Kevin. 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 Whoever. It What's his game? either. Yeah, whatever. All right. Tyler Birding. <laughs> Proud of all of them. All of them. Yeah. Every I'll, last one of them. I love that kid. So they're a perfect 11-0 and moving to round three of the uh, Indiana playoffs. Well, it is uh, time for us to take a timeout. We're at LaRose on Boudino. We got about 20 minutes to go here. Uh, Len Harvey's in the building. Phil F- Phil's in the building. Uh, we might get them up. Joe Harbin's going to stay here. Uh, and we're going to talk uh, lower division matchups as well when we come back here at Prep Sports Radio Game Night live at La Rosa's on Boone. And we'll be back in a little bit.
Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. <gasps> Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. This is Deacon Michael Trimpey from St. Peter and James Cathedral. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutno Avenue. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, how can you not be in a good mood when you hear Andy Williams uh, singing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year? It's football playoffs uh, next week. They start. Elder Panthers will host first-round game against Lakota West. The Bombers of St. X are the number one seed. They'll be hosting Mason. Fairfield will be having a home game. Uh, they'll be playing Hamilton, and the Colrain Cardinals, the number three seed, will be at home hosting the Princeton Vikings and joining us now, Len Harvey. Len, I tell you what, at one point when it was uh, 24 to nothing, I was really worried of the third... Uh, getting that 30 points in a running clock. Yeah. Now, Joe Harbin was worried about it because the game would have been over so quick he would have had to been scrambling. I was just worried about it uh, for embarrassment purposes, but 
Elder came, turned things around and uh, almost came back and won that game uh, in, in the fourth quarter uh, going for that two-point conversion. We weren't there. Talk about your thoughts of the game. Well, the second half, I mean, obviously Elder dominated the second half, but what I was I found interesting was I thought LaSalle was very um, – they had a 27-6 to lead, and they were just holding on, holding on, very conservative. And it helped Elder because if they had – I mean, I was even thinking when they had a fourth down uh, and two, and they decided to punt the ball back to Elder with Elder needing the eight points for the, for the touchdown – it's like, why do you want Elder to even have the ball? Yeah. Like, what? What? Just get a first down. The game's over. Uh, so I thought the second half, LaSalle did did went totally different than what they did in the first half. They were running the ball. They, they you know, they should not even have attempted a pass in the second half. They should have just ran the ball, ran the clock, and they would have, you know, probably cruised to victory. But instead, they hung on for dear life because they stopped the clock on many occasions with throwing the football. So. Uh, Elder benefited. Uh, they played a much better game. And what's interesting is in the first half, LaSalle had a huge advantage in yards. And all of a sudden, Elder caught up. And at the end of the game, Elder took uh, advantage. So the stats look like Elder won the game. But uh, LaSalle, the, the block punt comes back, you know, obviously to haunt. But you can't blame just one play on any game. So that's that made it, you know, 24, like you said, 24 to nothing. And... And then uh, 24-6, and, you know, Harmeyer never, he didn't miss an extra point all year. Yeah. And then he missed the first one. The second one, I think, it was blocked. So, You know, the first one, uh, you from where you were at, but the, the snap and hold was not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that really, it's hard to plant that one on Sam, but uh, things were not timed right, and, and it just kind of off to the right. Yeah. Hey, Lynn, tell, tell me what you think about uh, Elder's comeback and what, the comeback might do for the psyche of the team going into the home playoff game next week. Well, I mean, they came back and they were they were aggressive. They were in it and just came up a little short. Well, Mark saw my thunder earlier because I mentioned at the end of the game about how if you would have looked at the schedule and said you'll be eight and two and you'll get a first round home playoff yeah. game, yeah. you would have signed up for that. So I think the fact is, yeah, you did lose the game. But the way they played in the second half was like, well, something it, it, to build on. Something to build on. I don't. Th- I think you know, Coach Ramsey's got a lot to build on for next week, because you know Catania was was terrific. Um, he you know he played really well to, to get three touchdowns, and you know they, they missed the two point at the end. You know so what? But I mean, they play. You know, it's it's a new. It's a new, when you're in the postseason, it's it's a new game, right? It doesn't matter. You're zero and zero. It didn't matter whether you're the one seed, the four seed, you know, the whole thing. And I mean, did anybody think the Washington Nationals were going to win the World Series before it started, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I mean, you come on. I, uh, I had Houston, yeah. and I had Houston in five. So what does that tell you yeah. about my predictability? Yeah. But that's that's another story. Wally had Washington, um, but but again, you look at it, the postseason. Everything starts. So I think. Uh, the way they battled and the way they came back and the defense stopped LaSalle in the second half, I think that's only going to help them. Steve, I'm just going to give you a time warning. you got about eh, eight minutes to go. If you, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's coming he, up he with He writes the, so neat that he yeah. takes very – he's like a painter. Right. He takes right. – We just want to make sure. He, he's very delicate okay. over there with the paint. All right. So, uh, Lenny um, – Next week, 
Panthers come in, Lakota West. Uh, There's that Tom Bolton Tom Bolton uh, guy. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough game. But he doesn't have the Coleraine Cardinal offense yeah, that he right, had yeah, yeah. last year, so that's a yeah, benefit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just think Elder's just too good. And uh, so, I mean, you don't want to look ahead. Never want to look ahead. you got to take care of business. Every game, you you got to go with the idea that you're you're 0-0, and you got to win this game. And before you give a talk about the game against what we consider to be St. X the week after. So you can't yeah. look ahead. You know, uh, Bill Welch. Uh, Bill, Westy, come, come up here real quick. Uh, grab, grab a headset. Bill Welch, right there. I want to I ask Bill a quick question here. Uh, he's got to get around the uh, servers here. Uh, it's like he's on the prices right. Yeah, yeah. come on. Come on down. Bill Welch, you just got the prices right. <laughs> come on down. Bill, I just want to ask you, uh, if Elder could play and beat X twice in one year, would that make you happy? Oh, immensely. I would have <laughs> a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. You'd be uh, living in, you know, you live in the winter in Florida. You'd be down there uh, basking in the sun with a little extra smile on your face. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. All my St. X friends, I can't wait to see them and say hi again and yeah. say, oh, you know, it's two years in a row now. We beat you, you know. And what is it? In the two years, we put 82 on them. 51 and 31 back to back. But who's counting? No, no I'm not. Not yeah. that Bill knows about this <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, is it? Yeah. Bill, so, talk about your thoughts on the win tonight, or the, well, the, of the the comeback tonight. Right. It was a tough, uh, tough, tough game. But it, 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 to me, I mean, I, like everybody said, eight and two home playoff game. Everybody would accept it that at the beginning of the year. It just, I think, the kids are going to wake up a little bit of an emotional hangover tomorrow. And just kick themselves for what they could have done and what they think they should have done, you know. And that's that's inevitable. But I think if they just forget about it and they block it out and they prepare the right way for Lakota West, they'll be, you know, in that week, week 12 then. And that's what that's all you want. You really do. Yeah. You know. So uh, yeah. Who ca- You know. 20 years. Who's going to care about it, no. right? And Tom yeah. said it best. He said yeah. that, you know, they were up, you know, winning five in a row and then having to win another five. You know, you look at that. And sometimes it's not always good to be unbeaten going into, you know, little, just like looking at a lot of, ends, you know, when gets, teams yeah. are, yeah. Let me, let me just lay, add one other thing, and it goes back to a comment from uh, Kevin last week, the athletic director, you know, <clears throat> when he was talking about we need to add something to the playoff selection and maybe degree of difficulty of schedule is it. But my son, Kevin Welch, gave me an interesting statistic before. Do you know that Elder only played two teams in Region 4 this year? St. X only played three. And then look at all the GMC schools. They played everybody in Region 4. Right, yeah, because you know of I mean? the league schedule. Well, exactly. But the fact is that people in Region 4 avoid the G- GCL like a play. Yeah. And I think somebody's got to step up and beat. say, wait a minute now. <laughs> what's going on here, you know? And then give give this maybe some degree of difficulty. Because when you put elder schedule against some of the GMC school schedules, you know, <laughs> It doesn't compare, you know. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So. Well, Joe Harbin, I mean, you know, you look at uh, even Fairfield's schedule. They were going to be the number one seed, but who they really beat, you know? I yeah. mean, that's the thing. So, yeah. Bill, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Steve's yeah. ready. Okay. We, he's oh. gonna... Thank you. Bill, Bill Welch, everybody. Hey. Hey. Bill return. All right, Steve, you, why don't you walk on over here? And, uh, uh, I'm taking the the, uh, the microphone from uh, yeah. 
from Bill. I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll go over here to uh, Harbin Junior Board. Not quite as fancy <laughs> no. as uh, the big board, but he writes we'll, nicer though. Well, Sal Lancers will play Little Miami, the number eight seed uh, next you mean week. They're not playing Winton Woods. They're what not happened? playing Winton Woods. Winton Woods. Joe Harbin uh, did the, the numbers and uh, bounced them out. So yeah, Little Miami won. I consulted uh, to the higher Whitten power. Woods. Walnut I, it, Ridge won, and uh, the, with the, the Walnut Ridge win, Woods did a bye. Yeah, yeah Wynn Woods did not play. So Harrison will play Walnut Ridge, Turpin will play St. Francis de Sales, and Xenia will play Canal Winchester in Division Three. Shamana Julian and Alter will match up again uh, to GCL so uh, co uh, ed uh, teams. And then local teams, Baden, at the number six seed, will play Fra- travel and play Franklin. And Ross will play St. Mary's, the number four seed. In Division Four, Wyoming will play Roger Bacon. And uh, Clinton Massey, Valley View. And Indian Hill will travel to Kenton. I'm not quite sure where Kenton's located, but the Indian Hill will be in playing there at the number five seed. In Division Five, Blanchester will play West Jefferson. Summit Country Day will play Shawnee. Uh, Madeira will play West uh, Liberty Salem. And Taft will play Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. And uh, the teams, local teams in Division Seven, New Miami, that game, the eight seed is to be determined. And uh, Cincinnati College Prep will be playing Fort Laramie, coming in at the number six seed, playing the number three. So that's... Everybody else that's going to be playing next week in the, the Cincinnati Great area. Great job, Steve. Hey, great job. Steve, you are the man. Those are likely matchups, and don't hold me. This is not uh, solid like the Joe Harbin math. We have just minutes to go. Joe, final thoughts on uh, the small board and the big board. Uh, thoughts on the small board is uh, that was the very big winner tonight. I not hey. only GCL champs, <laughs> undisputed uh, GCL champs, but... Uh, they avoid the team that one of the, uh, I guess maybe the only team that knocked them off this year, Winton Woods in the first round. Um, I, I think if you're, I'll ask Dad, would you rather face Little Miami or, or Walnut Ridge or, or, or Winton Woods? As a, as a matter of fact, uh, we were talking to some LaSalle people in the press box before the game, and we were talking about, you know, Division One matchups, and uh, then one guy just chuckled and said, yeah, we'll probably have to play Little Miami. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, yeah so, in, in a dismissive fashion, Nostradamus, Nostradamus like, in the yeah. press box tonight. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they were. Not, you and then the big winner in the big board, I guess, is St. X. St. X came out of, out of nowhere, kind of just. Um, yeah, we said. It's, they, they play a national schedule. Yep. Um, they, a couple of their Indiana teams came, came through for them tonight, and uh, big win against Louisville with St. X. You, you get you get points for beating good teams, and that's what Elder does. That's what CNX does, and there's a reason that they're consistently in the playoffs every but year. But all the GCL schools do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Joe, once again, thanks for all you do. Well, thank uh, you. It's a blast. We have everybody here happy about that. Uh, next week, of course, we will be broadcasting the game out at Elder. Uh, tune in, of course, it'll probably be 7 o'clock. I'm sure it will be, and uh, we'll be out there. And we will be doing another post-game show out here at La Rosa's. What a yes. great night. Yes. You do a Thanks great everybody job. everybody for coming out. Yeah, I don't have much work to do because there's not much scoreboard action uh, during the playoffs. So it's, it's very, a vacation very, day very, for very, Steve. Very, yeah. Yes. And Andy Williams will not be coming back. No. Week, but no. Steve Geis will. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's all the time we have here at La Rosa. Thanks, Thanks Kevin for coming Kenny. out. Thanks, Kevin Back Kenny. Back at the studio. And, Kevin, it's all up to you now. Take care, everybody. For toasting and caroling out in the snow There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glory Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg And by Hoding Realtors Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Red Wing Shoes La Rosa's Pizza Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, your West Side Skyline Chili location, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Thank <laughs> you.